Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Grapple fans, and welcome to the Lost Art of Wrestling. Okay, babe. Fuck off. <laughs> you are doing it's so back. well. It's back it's with a vengeance. It's not We're back. bringing the kayfabe back. We're putting it back in wrestling. Oh. You're, have you not heard that breaking kayfabe is a new kayfabe? I'm straight. <laughs> God damn it, it's not a shoot, it's a work. <laughs> It's a work shoot, you smart mark. <laughs> <laughs> Dusty finish. <laughs> I'm seen. <laughs> oh, no. So, yes, I'm, of course, your host, Coxie, joined once again by the baddest man, the baddest man, the baddest man, and the most annoying man in professional wrestling. Other than Dick Fate. Science Seal delivered. A dazzler amongst dazzlers. Your boy and mine. It's Blade the Boy of Uncle. How you doing? Hey. Audio bronze, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Don't expect any less, because you can't get any less. <laughs> I'm straight, do the bare minimum, get paid leave. <laughs> Life you lessons, how... end show. <laughs> you know how in some circles, they say that one is such a brilliant technician, he could have a good pod of a broom. You, sir, are the broom. <laughs> you are a broom, sir. It's really tempting to windmill you. Just, just put it out there. You'd be windmilling the other man in this conversation as well. Because he is a man who is half a half man. Half a man. Fuck's sake. Nearly got it. <laughs> Nearly. These webcams aren't helping. Yeah, blame Bunkle. Why me? You're the third person in the room. We can't you're, blame yourself. You're, you're Mr. Skype. I am Mr. Skype. I'll give you that. It's Paul, the fat guy from Yes, it's me, the fat guy, um, currently drinking a bottle of sangria from the bottle because I'm too lazy to get a glass. Um, yeah, so, yeah, living up to the name, the fat guy. Too fat to move. 
Classy as a motherfucker. Classy as a motherfucker. Well, I live near Central Drive in Blackpool, so I'm just in training. I'm Billy the Boy. What are you, what are you drinking? I'm on Magnus Cider from a can. Any flavour? Just regular, regular. Apple. Apple, <laughs> yes. Original <laughs> apple. Irish original apple. And sulfites. Yes. I'm just looking back from my notes here because I've got the Bible out. And I found... Bible. I found for some reason I wrote down at some point David Arquette's story arc. And I have no idea why. He got to wrestling. He bled. He fucked well, off from wrestling. <laughs> above that is Eurovision pod. Bunkle THG. Oh, yes. Are you yes. even watch it? Yes, I remember this idea. This takes back last year. And it was where... Um, yeah, we were going to sort of live pod through fucking Eurovision. Thank fuck that didn't happen. <laughs> well, I think it was going to be sort of like a thing where we have one person who can't fucking stand it, you, and there's someone that actually kind of likes Eurovision, me. <laughs> so Eurovision's been shit since Terry Wogan stopped doing it because yes. literally all they did was get wasted and say everybody's shite. Yeah, I agree. But... It has like a shitty sort of charm to it <laughs> that I kind of like. And for some reason, like now recently, Australia is allowed to compete, even though it's called Eurovision. Yeah, go, no idea. go figure. <laughs> Country, you bring the fibers, I'll bring the white powder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that high budget, we can't even use a tenner. <laughs> I've um, I noticed there were some pay-per-view reviews we haven't done yet. Well, we haven't done any of them, so. No. Main reason being we've not we've not seen much wrestling. Well, these are all old ones, so. Well, we'll get round to those. They'll be they'll be considered retro episodes by this point now, though, probably. <laughs> and then. <laughs> I've got the start of my uh, notes for Halloween Havoc 99, which can be to start with, fuck this company. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, I remember we reviewed that one, did we not? Was it yes, 90? Yeah. Yes. 99. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was harrowing. I remember it's, that. Because it's the, the same show where they detailed that Kluger is a fine figure of a man and an excellent wrestler as well. <laughs> Yes, I remember this now quite clearly. And, uh, yeah, so it took a while to recover from that one. It took us a while to recover from WrestleMania 35. I'm still recovering. Yeah, that did pretty much sap my love of wrestling. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I'm right in thinking that this is how out of the loop I am. WrestleMania 35 was the last one we just watched, wasn't it? Yes. It yes. was. Uh, yeah, I've not seen anything resembling uh, boots and tights since... Because I've just not been able to bring myself to sit down and watch wrestling for two months. Well, as of this recording on the 7th of June, I'm currently sat... I've got Super Showdown in the background. Oh, God. Jesus Christ, man. I know. I think he just wants to destroy his passion for wrestling full stop here. I think he just literally... He's taken his wrestling passion, he's taken it outside, and he's just blew its head off of a fucking elephant gun. Never mind, shotgun. 
was going to say, it's gone the, it's gone the same way as um, Old Yeller. <laughs> I make the Old Yeller quotes around here. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, I, are, we, are, we, are we going to discuss Super Showdown? No. Um, Moving swiftly on, AEW. Did watch the highlights of that. I haven't. Oh, I've, I've, oh I've, we're, this is, we're going this way, are we? So just jumping straight into double or nothing. We might as yes. well. We might as okay. well. It's, it's the hottest topic going at this moment in time. Now, I haven't personally watched it because, I'll be brutally honest with you, I've been fucking stupidly busy. And with work and stuff going on at home with, and the wedding and things like that, getting stuff planned, I've just not been able to sit down and watch it. And when I did have a bit of time planned to sit and watch it, shit came up. So I've not even had a chance to even watch the highlights, really. Um, I was meant to watch them this afternoon, but I got busy and I got distracted by golf clubs. So <laughs> unfortunately, I've not watched the highlights, but I am fully aware of the major results of the show, like the main three matches. Or two matches there was. Um, I'd go three. Yeah. Three matches. Yeah. Three matches. If you count the the young books tag. Yeah, that's what I was counting. I mean, I watched the highlights today while I was at work because, if I'm honest, I'm not paying fifteen quid to watch wrestling. I just don't. I I don't have to pay for it. I don't want to pay for it. Um, so I'm not gonna pay for it. Um, but in well, do, do I just give an in short review? Uh, yeah, go for it. Well, in short, the undercard was underwhelming from all the highlights I saw. Um, this I saw one of the strangest things I've ever seen in wrestling where it was a tag team match with. Four guys I don't really know, I'll be openly honest. I think one of them was Trent Barretta. Yeah, um, yeah. And then there was two guys who were like in fluorescent yellow that I didn't know or see. Or one of them was Angelico, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really like those guys, I'll be honest. They seemed either botchy or slow. Um, and then the match ended, and then suddenly hundreds of gimps appeared, and attacked the two tag teams and then posed with another guy and it was like wait what 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 it was just yeah don't understand it just suddenly hundreds of male sex workers appeared all right okay <laughs> well, they strangest get... thing strangest thing i've ever seen well they couldn't get joey ryan could they so they had to go for the next best thing yeah yeah um so yeah i thought the undercard was really underwhelming uh, and then the main three matches were, well, they looked pretty exceptional, I'll be honest. The Young Bucks match was a bit spotty, but I expected it to be. It's the Young Bucks, that's what they do. But uh, I thought Omega Jericho was good, though I'm not keen on Jericho's new spinning back elbow finisher, or whatever it is. See, it looked a bit naff. And um, it's, it's because he's getting on a bit and he can't <clears throat> keep jumping on his back, smashing his knees into people. Yeah, well, he, to be fair, he did that like four times just in the highlights. Mm-hmm. Oh, the code um, breaker. 
Yeah, I'm guessing it's because he doesn't want to do the line salt anymore, which, fair enough, is quite old now and a lot bigger than he used to be. And then the Cody Rhodes-Dustin Rhodes match. Um, I don't understand why Cody's a heel, but apparently he is. Um, And, yeah, it was okay. It just in blood. It was quite cool to see blood and wrestling again. Um, yeah, it, it looked good. It wasn't just a little <clears throat> bit of blood, though. It was a lot of blood. <clears throat> it looked like a lot of blood, yeah. Um, but it did, like I say, it did see. It did look. It looked pretty decent in the highlights and whatnot. So, and the crowd were definitely into it. I mean, I, was, I listened to um, Talkish Jericho today with regards to. Dustin Rhodes and he talked about a little bit about the match he had with Cody and he really cut himself and he didn't realize how deep he actually cut himself and he wanted he was okay with it but he didn't mean to cut himself as deep and apparently yeah. apparently you could feel the blood coming out with the you know with his pulse Jesus. Oh, it Gross. was that 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 bad but they said after he said it sucked for a little while but after a few minutes, he was fine. And it, it, like I say, from what I understand, I've seen I've seen the promo at the end of the match, and it was overplayed with an old promo that Dusty made on WCW to yeah. Dustin Rhodes. And do you know what? I've I've criticised Cody Rhodes a lot. I've got on podcast called him Cody Christ because everyone seems to worship him. <laughs> Um, can't fault him in this though. Can't fault the promo. It was sort of fitting, in a way. I thought it was. I'll say, like I said, I've not seen the match. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I am going to go back and watch eight, the uh, double or nothing at some point. I will, like I say, I'll watch it and I will give. I'll, I'll tell. You, I will give my opinion on the show itself when I've seen it. But from what I understand, what I know, I'm, and for what the developments have happened since and before, slightly before, I may be forced to eat my words a little bit about what I've said <laughs> about AEW. <laughs> Y'all laughed at me. Y'all yeah. laughed at me. Uh, but <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not completely backtracking yet. It's still an unproven product yet. They've had two pay-per-views. Well, a very, a very sporadic pay-per-views, but I have six well, months in between and maybe more. One of one of the gripes I have seen was uh, a couple of people, well, a few people said, oh, one of the their annoyances was the camera work and the production. Yeah, but they're going to write yeah. that out. But it, it wasn't, it, I don't think it was, the, from what I saw, it wasn't like the bloody World of Sports style. Oh, oh God. God. Fucking hell. 30 camera cuts in 20 seconds. Yeah. Oh, man. I remember there was a, it was on the inside the ropes at a figure group. And I remember this. I was like, wow, we've just got World of Sport over here somewhere like in Philadelphia or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I remember saying that. And <laughs> it was on there and it was like, was it any good? And I literally, everyone was like, yeah, give it a watch. It might as well. You know, it's wrestling. And I went on there, just run, run now, run while you still can. <laughs> just, 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 just stop, stop before you get, you know, before you have to endure the booking that is crater. Oh. Just, uh, just, just go quick. 
Crater and uh, SoCal Val's commentary. Yeah, cream and sugar. Yeah. <laughs> cream and sugar. Yeah. Oh, that woman should not be now out near a microphone ever again. No, after, she, after... she shouldn't. She was fucking dire in that. I'm still getting withdrawal symptoms now. It's a bit strange as well, though, how like the uh, there's been no mention of them like filming again for see like season two or anything like since. There well, isn't going to be a season two. Well, 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 well. Oh, don't, don't. I don't know something. I don't know something, but I came up with a topic a few weeks ago. I said we'll save it so we could discuss it now. Now. When I mentioned, obviously, before about AEW sort of like having developments here, there and everywhere, it got, we got, it got, there was information released a couple of weeks ago about AEW having a TV deal with ITV. Yeah. On ITV4. Yeah. To have a weekly show. Yeah. And I, I, I think I posed the question on the group chat was, and we can probably we can discuss this now, actually. It's like, is this a good thing for WOS? No. Because is it going to be the case of, right, well, ITV4 is now going to be a de facto wrestling channel in this country on Freeview TV. It's where you're going to go. If you're going to watch wrestling, you know it's going to be on ITV4. So do you put, you just you say, you sack up WOS off on ITV1? Because let's be honest, it weren't getting the greatest ratings, as far as I'm aware. Because they fucking moved it back into the bleeding afternoon, if you if we all recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, earlier and earlier. Yeah, and <clears throat> you know, so you could like, right, well, World Wrestling's on. It's on ITV4. I know where it is. I'm gonna go sit and watch it. Which also could mean like, could they put more wrestling content on that channel? Or is it a case of well, ITV4 going right? Well, we've got this product called AEW. We don't have to put any production into this whatsoever. We don't need to pay anybody. We just have to go, right, we'll pay you the rights to what to air this, which probably would be cheaper than making their own, pro, their own TV programme, and go, right, well, fuck it. We don't need OWOS anymore. We've got this AEW product, which is, is infinitely better. The wrestling fans know it. They're going to come and see it regardless of what channel it's on. We'll just stick it on the Backwater ITV4 channel because the people are going to come and watch it anyway. Fuck WOS, we don't need it. Um, it's a it's a tough one because of the fact like that they see like Cody seems to be very Cody in the calms or whatever seems to be very very positive about doing the pay per view over here and doing shows over here and stuff, which to me sort of screams some sort of deal, whether it's ITVs in the pocket. Or whatever, or if they've gone to Alex Shane, Alex Shane's gone. Oh well, you know we've got Wilder Sport, and you guys could like we could like talent swap and all this sort of thing. But no, stop it. You know, you know, you <laughs> are you are aware that's probably what is going to happen is WOS is going to be bought out by AEW in storyline, and it's going to become AEW UK. It wouldn't surprise oh. me. Yeah. This is but what they've from from what I just to jump in here from what I did read the other day though it seems like they've lost Will Osprey because right. from the look of things he's gone he's possibly going full time with Japan. Right. So, oh, 
Oh dear, I will not see Will Ospreay on UK TV. Whatever shall I do? <laughs> yeah, I'd be. I, I, I'm a more happy wrestling fan that I don't have to see him. Yeah. Um, but you see, I I understand that idea, but I think it's. Do you not think it's likely? I can't see that it's costing ITV a lot of money for WOS, no matter how many uh, shows it's got in this season. So, would you not? Uh, would you, you're showing AEW. You're going to show AEW probably late at night, you know, sometimes when Raw's on, no doubt, especially if you're showing it live and they'll probably do a repeat earlier in the week, because you're on ITV4 and there's fuck all on ITV4. But if it does well, that'll move forward in the channels. So, you know, it'll go on free, then it'll go on ITV2, and then it'll end up being on ITV. The problem with that is in primetime ITV, you've always got your soaps. So the highest it would ever go would yeah, be ITV4. Unless you put it on, like, say, 9 o'clock at night. Well, that's what, I, what I'm saying is it goes on at half past ten after the ten o'clock news. Mm, but then you obviously... on ITV One, or you do the live show on ITV One because it'll be on at what midnight, and then you have your catch up at eight o'clock on ITV Two, like mm. two three days later when Love Island's not on. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it depends what the target audience is going to be. With AEW, for what it sounds like and what I understand, it's not going to be exactly. You're gonna take your seven-year-old child to it, and oh no, no. it's gonna no. be something more aged between the ages of fourteen and up. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think it was TV fourteen. Yeah, but, you know, it again, it, so then you're putting it on. Okay, so well, let's say you have to have it on after the watershed. So say the repeat on at nine o'clock on ITV two. That's not bad. And you, if there were if they wanted to continue with WOS, fuck knows why they would, because the talent's bleeding from it every single day. But you use, like you guys said, oh, well, it's become AWUK. Well, have, like, World of Sport versus AEW. And build the World of Sport guys up a little bit so that people think, oh, shit, yeah, actually, they're pretty good. Like, I saw the highlights of Kip Sabian's match in AEW. It was all right. At least the highlights were all right. And you build them up that way so that people then tune into WOS and you have but you can you can tailor WOS towards the kids like you wanted to do and you've got AEW for the people who are actually interested in wrestling. Yeah, you, you can make you can I've, make you can make WOS a child friendly like brand. Yeah, and but you that's it. You you, you tap into the knowledge of these people because they're, they're wrestling there who aren't going to take 30 different bloody camera angles on a promo. Yeah. And they're going to tell you how to shoot wrestling and make your other wrestling product better. And you get, so you're getting the best of both worlds here. That's, that's the way I'd see it. If I was a smart, you know, if I was invested in WOS, like they seem to be and wanted it to succeed. That's the way I'd look at it. Go on, Coxie. (laughs) See, I, I, think, I don't think AEW is going to go on ITV1 at all. No, I don't. I think, I think they're going to go with the route of having it like MTV, where you had yeah, the original MTV channel, then they brought out like MTV2, the alternative and like rock stuff. 
Then they had like MTV bass for like your hip hop and your rap and stuff. And you had like MTV hits or whatever, which were all your pop stuff. And then they yeah. all just seem to have dwindled that back down where it's like you've got like MTV and MTV bass and MTV like pop, rock. whatever it's called now. I think they've got MTV rock. I'm not 100% sure, but it's shit. Yeah. Something like that. But then like if you look at those channels, like, like when they have like. You have like channel four, you have four seven. Oh yeah, you have four seven, four e, seven, four, four music. But like four seven shows like Undercover Boss and Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares. E four shows Big Bang Theory, Friends, The Goldbergs, Young Sheldon, Brooklyn Nine Nine, all that sort of thing. Channel four shows fucking Home and Away, whatever it is. <laughs> Simpsons, Simpsons, and Hollyoaks. Ho- Simpsons and Hollyoaks. That's the one. So you know, it's it's going to be that. Channel five. I don't know. <laughs> Bunkle knows about subs. Bunkle knows. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's going to go that route. Like they're going to have it's like wrestling's going to be ITV four. Maybe get bunked up to ITV two when there's like no. Celebrity Juice, there's no Love Island, there's no B- Britain's Got Talent, there's no X Factor, there's no The Voice or whatever is on fucking ITV2 nowadays. Because um, don't forget, you've got your edgier stuff, so they've got the show American Dad, they show Family Guy, Cleveland Show, they show them on repeat on that ITV2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but then if also about what? Well, 20 years ago, they had a full Saturday night of wrestling on ITV2 at one point, because they had some documentary, Gary Steele. Yes, you got your hand up, Paul. I can see it. Don't worry. Yeah, I've got a point <laughs> about ITV4. Um, but they showed Gary Steele, I want to say, when he won the, the NBA title. And they had another documentary on about British wrestling. And they had a docu- something else on. And then they had the Heroes of Wrestling pay-per-view, which was fucking god-awful. But it was mm-hmm. a full... Na- it was a full, like, three or four hours or five hours or something just dedicated to a night of wrestling leading up to the Heroes of Wrestling pay-per-view. So. Yeah, but the thing about ITV4 is what um, what I think has been missed, that's obviously been missed here is ITV4 tends to be the sports channel that ITV use for the freeview stuff. The racing's usually on there, unless it's a big meeting. The touring cars is on there. Already, you've already got so it would it be a stretch to have just you wrestling on ITV4 because it's a sport and just yeah. have it on there because that is your de facto sports channel. Yeah, yeah, I can see him doing that. Yeah, that's the way I would see it, unless obviously ITV, unless obviously it gets stupidly popular and they think, fuck it, we'll risk it, we'll move it to ITV1 and see how it does. And if it does shit. It's still, it'll go back to ITV4, no harm done to its core audience, because hardcore wrestling fans in the UK are going to watch it regardless if it's on ITV1, ITV4, the fucking BEN channel. It, they will watch it. No, they don't, they'll, they'll find out, right, where AEW's on free-to-air TV. What fucking channel is it on? I will either watch it live or record it. Oh, yeah. It, you know, they'll track it down. Doesn't matter what channel it's on, they'll watch it. Which is why it's like. Go on, man. No, it's it's slightly off topic, but with how you're saying that, you know, people are going to look 
for AEW, they're going to find it, they're going to watch it. Do you think people would do that for WWE when they go to BT Sport? People that would already do... The people that already watch it at WWE now already watch it because they know about it. So it's been around long enough now that... it's, it's, it's It's hard for WWE to build their audience now. They've been around that long, if that makes sense. Well, it, it, the, the, my idea is it's dwindling. It is dwindling. Go on. Go on, Coxie, you got a point. No, I was, I was say I've not given my thoughts on AEW yet. So. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> um, I'm the one that actually watched it out of the three of us. Yeah. On Fight TV. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was a decent event. Um, opening match was pretty good. Standard opener. Um, so Callum sends a tag uh, with Seema and two guys from OWE, Oriental Wrestling Entertainment, whatever it's called. They were pretty good. I want to see more from them because they were sort of flippy dippy, but they were flippy do, bro. But there were some other. You weren't overly so, like uh, Mr. Osprey, who has to do six flips just to get up off out of bed out every day. Pretty much, but there's martial yeah. arts involved as well. Um, the women's Fatal 4-Way was surprisingly good. Well, yeah, I say surprisingly, it was actually decent because they gave it time as well. Gave and it 11 had, minutes. And they had awesome Kong in it. Making a surprise return, yeah. Yeah. Um, the six women tag match, I sort of kind of dipped out here because I was sort of a bit, yeah. Was that the Yoshi match? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cody Dustin was good. I really enjoyed it. But it was... It's just one of them. I think it's a bit... The fact that blood blood used in it and that, it's like, is that the way they're going to go for? Are they going forward that way and stuff? With that? But that's something we can come back to later down the line, depending on what they do with the product in the future. Yeah. Um, Young Book Lucha Brothers is really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, a lot of flippy dudes. If you so you're not just flippy do bros and all that sort of thing. Skip it. But even still checking out because it was like really in terms of like a story and that it's all quite a good story I thought. And uh, Jericho Omega. So enough said. Finger beauty. Yep. And then you got so. Dean Ambrose. Well, sorry, not Dean Ambrose. John Moxley coming out at the end. <laughs> How dare you sully his name? I apologise. <laughs> and oh, if you don't oh, know already go on, go on I was going to say if you don't know already he's he's the new uh, New Japan oh, IC champ, champ or yeah. US champ I think he's yeah. the US champ <clears throat> yeah he beat so. Juice Ro- you think he beat, did he beat Juice Robinson for it he yes. did yeah mm. <clears throat> yeah he bit him <laughs> But no, I mean, I'm just, I'm just waiting for all the people who like, you remember when, you remember when Daniel, <clears throat> Daniel Bryan first came to WWE, it's like, don't call him by his slave name. <laughs> like, come on. Right, slave name, the man gets paid millions of dollars a year, and you're saying, ah, oh, it's, it's a slave name. Ah, oh, yes, I'm sure when he was making his hundred dollars a month working the fucking indies, he was well happier than now being a fucking multi-millionaire, wasn't he? Yeah. It's going to be exactly the fucking same with Dean Ambrose. I'm sorry. 
he may well have been John Max Moxley before. He may well be again. But it's not an insult to call him fucking Dean Ambrose. At the end of the day, the man got paid millions. Millions. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. What's going to be the future for uh, Renee Young? Fired. Uh, from from the, the bits I saw before of her on commentary with uh, Corey, Corey Graves or whatever, she was talking... And Corey's going, whoa, 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 whoa. And she pretty much just shuts up. Yeah. Like he's just thinking like he's been just picking at her all night and just giving a shit, it looks like. So I think he's been told to do that though. Yeah, he's yeah, gonna it make her me. Yeah, it'd make her life a fucking misery now. They won't take her off air. They'll torture they'll torture her in fucking public. I don't I don't think it's so much torture. I don't think she's particularly good at what she supposedly oh, no, does anyway. She's fucking awful. She she's better. She was better at the backstage segments and doing like you know the panels. Yeah. In the pre-show and what have you. She's not good on commentary. I'd actually rather have Coachman, and that is saying something. Yeah, you see, she came in and replaced Coachman because they thought Coachman was that bad. Yeah. His, since he's returned. Um. I don't know. I'm. A, I think the. I think it's one of those her con. When her contract is next up, she won't be renewed. And I don't think it's her fault. I don't think that they're doing it just to get back at her. I don't think she'll want to be there. No, it's it's an awkward situation to be in, isn't it? And you know what I mean? It's like when when CM Punk left, he had AJ Lee that was still there. She wasn't there for much longer. No. If anything, I think she's basically going to work out a contract and just go. Yeah, yeah. She'll she choose will. not. To, she'll choose not to resign, and she'll be like, I'm just going to go, go and do my own thing. Yeah, and it's not burning any right. bridges as well. So, what you know, if they do end up coming back, because that's what yeah. you know. Well, I'd like to say John Moxley didn't burn any bridges on his way out, but then he did that fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, and you know what Vince is like. So, well, I mean, you look at what CM Punk did. You know what I mean? It's no, it's no different. He's come out and he's basically called the company out for the way that they behave. Oh, so the, there was there was a bit of a difference. It was sort of like CM Punk when he did that when he did the episode with, um, so, with Colt Cabana. He C- was CM CM Punk's was a fucking burial. Yeah, Dean he, Ambrose he, basically here's what's wrong with your company. Essentially, he's got in like Gordon Ramsay gone. Here's what's wrong. Yeah. You've got 24 hours to sort it out. I'm yeah. shutting you down. Sort of yeah, 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 right. CM, yeah, exactly. CM Punk was pissed off. Pissed oh, yeah. off. John Moxley but, almost seemed disappointed. This is the... Go on, I'm going to say, on you go. <laughs> I was just going to say, I mean, do you think that part of that's down to <clears throat> CM Punk just went on his mate's show for <clears throat> It Doesn't Matter, whereas... John Moxley or Dean Ambrose, whatever you want to call it, has gone on Chris Jericho's show and they have acted more professionally about it. Do you know what I mean? Do you not think that Jericho's kind of like, well, we'll talk about this in a professional manner? I've not listened to it. I'm openly honest. But I'm of of the impression that it wasn't a... Like, say, CM Punk came out and said, right... This person, by name, he's a prick. He wouldn't treat me properly. He wouldn't do this. He wouldn't do that. And then that guy's fucking sued him. <laughs> Go on, you got your fingers up. Yeah, I was going to say. Right, yeah, I was going to say 
The uh, the difference with CM Punk and Dean Ambrose was Dean Moxley. Um, <laughs> John Ambrose. The difference between them, when Punk did the interview with Colt, Colt Cabana, he fucking hated wrestling. He'd worked there for however long he was there. Not that long. Whatever. He's off his comeback, doing his whole Wolverine bit. And he was working there that, that often and stuff to the point where he pretty much grew to hate wrestling. Whereas John Moxley was like, I still love wrestling and I still want to do it, but I can't do it this way. I want to do it my way. So he's gone yeah. off, gone to the Indies and he's doing he's doing John Moxley, he's doing what he wants to do and he's like, I love wrestling again because I've left the E. Right. Uh, yeah. I've got I've got the creative freedom to do what I want. Like, like you probably read stuff about the the interview, Bunkle. Yeah, I've, I've about... read I've read a, well a fair few summaries to be honest of the interview. I was just not listened to it in full. So you you know about like the whole thing of like they wanted him to say something. Oh, I know what they wanted him to say. I've read that. <laughs> Yeah, I know what they wanted him to say in terms about um, Roman Reigns and whatnot. Yeah, it was a fucking horrible line. It was something to do with yeah. um, something like that. Who's going to kill somebody? Who's going to die first, or someone's going to kill first, or something like that? And it was even... the line was that I'm I'm going to kill Seth Rollins first, and then Cancer's going to kill Roman, or something like that. Yeah, or was it God's going to kill Roman or something like that, yeah. Yeah, and it was just like, oh, that is just wrong. Uh, I mean, the thing that I read, basically he said that it was Vince McMahon who said that this is what he wanted him to say. Yeah, that's fucked up. And like, oof, that's just, like, if if that's true, how out of touch is he? (laughs) Yeah, that's, 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 that's a fucking horrent. It really is. Yeah. Because it's considered that's supposed to be your mate, one of your mates as well. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? That'd be like that'd be like me cutting a promo on Coxie and going, right, well, I hope he dies of fucking cancer. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> your podcast has gone to shit and I hope it dies along with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pin Bunkle one, two, three, and I'm going to take any chances of a WWE title is going to die. Coxie, you're just going to die of cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what was it? So I can't remember the. This is sort of like a paraphrase, and there was something like, what was it? Um, basically, something like something. I can kill Seth, but then God's gonna kill you or something. Yeah. Like. <sighs> on a on a on a PG show as well, Vince. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. You see that that. I mean. That's what I was just saying to Paul. I was just saying, you know, if that's if that's genuine and that's come from Vince to say that, what the fuck is Vince thinking? Well, it was. I'm sure Dean himself says it. It's like there's the whole like the Susan G. Komen Cancer yeah. Association thing that they work with. Yeah. And Vince is like, yeah, say this line. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> get right. fucked. Yeah, absolutely yeah. get fucked. So yeah, where were we getting back on topic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about the Moxley pro, the, the Moxley um, interview, wasn't we? Well, yeah, we were just saying about how John Moxley's kind of come out of the WWE and thought, right, I, I, I still love wrestling, I want to do it my way, whereas CM Punk hated wrestling, hmm. and but there's also you know, that's why he kind of went off. Oh, 
I meant before we got off the topic on I was talking about AEW and then we got somehow got on to uh Yeah. Oh, you were basically talking about you said the main event you just went Kenny Omega and Jericho no no said and then and Moxley showing up. No, before we broke down AEW. Oh my god. <laughs> that was the topic. Oh that's alright then. No, we were on about like ITV four and shit. And then yeah, we were, I thought we, we kinda of some... covered that. That's alright then. Yeah, I think we've pretty much covered that. To say, we, I think overall, I think we overall we think that it's, if it's going to go to ITV4, it's going to stay on ITV4. And yeah. we're talking about um, WOS. Yeah, it doesn't matter what channel it's on because the fans that are going to watch it are going to watch it regardless of what channel it's on. And we're talking about WWE. If they were to move channel, would they follow it? Sort of thing. And it's like, well, they want this. Oh season. shit! Yes, BT Sport. Yeah. yeah. That was it, yeah. You're right yeah. now. Yeah, I'm up to speed. Yeah, it was yeah. like, you think if people are going to go and switch and pay them, because it's going to cost money, if they don't have BT Sport, it's going to cost you money to switch. So it's only going to be the hardcore fans that are going to go. They are going to lose even more viewers over in the UK with this deal. Because a yeah. lot of people will go, right, Sky Sports, so I can get the football, I get the Premier League, I get this, I get that, I get the F1, I get the fucking American, I get the NFL, I get all sorts of other things. BT Sport, you don't, you've got two channels, there's barely anything there. In comparison, I, I was going to ask what what do you get on, BT, BT what do you get Sport. on Sky that you don't get on BT Sport or vice versa? I know you get UFC on BT Sport, don't you? Yeah, you. So BT Sport, you've got UFC, the Canadian League football. And you get more European football games. Oh, you get the Champions League. So you get all of the Champions League because Sky has no right. And you get uh, like the Bundesliga and like you know like the so the German league and you get mm. Spanish. No, you don't get Spanish. Spanish is on Sky. You know stuff like that. Um, Sky. Is that a month? You get the pre- BT Sport. Yeah. Depends on your package. Oh. Well, I say mean, say say you I wanted it free. But you're all right then. But say say you want you want I don't know BT Sport One because that's the one showing WWE. So that's what probably gonna be fifteen quid a month for something. Something like that, yeah. But the Sky Sports package again depends what you want. If you if you want the full if you want the full package, when I was on Sky, it was and the, bear in mind this isn't HD. It was thirty pound a month. Like yeah, standard, but you could you could always get like a, a deal done, so you actually end up paying fifteen. You know, um, but like I'm on Virgin now, and I've got both. And yeah. Like, I mean, I, I pay less for the whole of Virgin than I did for Sky. So, <laughs> you know, Sky's basic package. So. It just depends. It's like anything. If you can get the deals done, but if you're, say, you're signed into a deal and you wanted to add BT Sport to your Sky, yeah. and it's fifteen pound a month to add it to your Sky Sports that you're already paying for, because you're tied into a contract. Yeah, so that's what I mean. You're gonna lose fans. You and are. What's, and what's gonna, yeah. what, what's just hit me like a fucking um, freight train is you've just said to me, obviously UFC's on BT Sport. Yeah. Yeah, they have a deal with Fox, do they not? Yeah. 
who are suddenly starting having a deal with Fox starting yeah. October. That that's why the moves happened. Yeah. Yeah. But it's. Uh, I mean, they are. Yeah. The, in America, they might get m- more people, you know, watching. The thing is, like here, the 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 number of homes that you're going to be in, like, drops by like. Well, more than ten percent. It drops to ten percent of what you were. Something daft like that. So you're gonna struggle. You know, you're in competition with all those people, but you're actually in front of less people. So. But here's the thing as well. What you got to remember as well. Yes, it sounds bad on paper that the BT Sport deal comes into place. But if you notice on the WWE Network, we don't get Raws for four weeks until after they finish because of the deal with Sky. Now, once that's out of the way, who knows who's to say that, say, for example, Raw is on, but you don't get it a few days after on the network. That would work better. It would work much better. Um, that would be better, but... It's that quandary though of you can why, people then with BT unless they're watching footy or whatever like if it was me why would I get BT yeah. Sport if I just pay a tenner for the network or get a free month of the network or something yeah yeah right that's it it's whether BT would allow it I, I think there'd be something in there that stops them from doing it again you know what I mean it depends on the deal that they're paying for anyway so it depends yeah. on which BT's willing yeah. to pay for it as well true true WWE could just give them the middle finger and go, right, well, we've got the network. If people really want to watch Raw, we can just up the price of the network if need be, and they'll fucking watch it on there. And we don't have to worry about censorship because it's on the internet. We do what the fuck we want. It wouldn't surprise me that they... I know that's their eventual goal on the line. They want it, They want Raw on live, I believe. And they want mm. it, or they want it to be on as soon as possible after it's aired. Right. Um... But I don't know how long down the line that's going to be because it's still on about adding bloody other companies to the network and stuff and charging different tiers and stuff. Haven't they been talking yeah. about adding different companies though for the last four years though? Yes. Yeah. This is it. There's no. They don't seem to be in a rush to do anything, do they? You know, they're making they're making a fuck ton of money from these from the deals to be on network television anyway. Yeah. You know, even with the numbers getting shitter and shitter. Yeah, but this is a... And then, they're really they're releasing new shows like NXT UK and things like that. I yeah. don't know what the numbers are on that. I've not watched it since we went to the fucking pay-per-view, which is strange. I've not watched it, yeah. We said no, we went... Either. Yeah, so we, watched the, we went to the pay-per-view in January for um, NXT UK. I've not watched it since, which is... Well, I mean, I, did, I think I watched the first one after with Walter. Yeah, but, I think I did. But after that, I've not watched anything since. Um, Actually, I tell a lie. I watched them. I watched the recent one where it was the the rematch. It was Don Walter. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I watched that one, and I've meant to watch Takeover twenty five, but I've not had a chance to yet. I haven't. No. It's just I, I, don't that, I don't even have the network. <laughs> uh, I think I I'm still do. I think I still do. I've paid for it. I've not watched it in like two months. I said, I normally end up cancelling it and I sort of say to Bunkle, I was like, right, we need to review a show. Which one? And is it on the network? I'm like, yes, it is. And he's like, right, I'll just wait until I get a free email again. I was like, yeah. oh, no, I want it doing the, this month. Oh, I'm not paying for it. Yeah. It's, it's slack. 
Yeah, see, I think this is why I keep trickling the payment. It's there if I need yeah. it. But, um, yeah, speaking of NXT UK, they've, they've just announced a, their, their next pay-per-view. Oh, yes, in, in, Cardiff. in Cardiff, yes. In Cardiff, yes. It'll but do all right. <laughs> it won't, because it's on the same day as New Japan and AEW. Oh. Oh. That August, was silly. Is that August the 31st? Yes. Oh, that was silly. That's going to get... Yeah, that's going to get... Che- that, I'll be honest with you, that's going to get chewed up and spit out, isn't it? Well, from from what I've read... They had it booked since like March or something. The the venue they've had it booked since March or April or something. Uh, March or February or something. And then they've gone. Oh yeah, uh, we're not worried about like new the new Japan show or anything because they've sold like three thousand tickets. Not realizing they had think it well they they thought they only had one like one uh, ticket seller. It turns out they had a second one. So then when they looked again, it's like oh shit, they sold seven thousand tickets. Um, <laughs> Shit, panic panic mode sets in of like, um, okay, so we might have competition there. And apparently because there's some, foot, is it football or something that same weekend in Wales or there's something happening like... Rugby. Say, rugby. rugby is, something happening anyway. So all the hotel prices and travel costs are jacked up. So it, like, a hotel's at 100 quid a night in Cardiff. Fuck me. So... Well, let me sum it. Them, yeah. dual ca- them dual carriageways with the grass verges are going to be full of tents, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit in the bed. They're fucked. That's such a stupid idea. So. That uh, is absolutely retarded. Yeah, they needed to be smarter about that. That's do not. Know, do you know what they should have done? Because the new, new, new Japan and AEW in London, are they not? Yes. Around that area. One's at they... the Albert Hall. I don't know where the other one is. Well, you know what they should have done? Edinburgh, Edinburgh, or Glasgow. Yeah. 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 That's where they should have gone. They should have gone the complete opposite end. Yeah, and it should be fairly successful as well up there because they are they're mad as well. Yeah, especially like you say, if you get into Glasgow sort of way. Yeah. All the ICW lot get them fucking filling an arena. They could have done the fucking hydro. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, yeah. they could have done the hydro. Yeah. No. You think yeah, they would so. have looked, They would have done the research properly, wouldn't you? You're probably paying people thousands of like pounds a week to touch it. I'll do well, it. Um... <laughs> Let's have a look. So, New Japan's on the London Copper Box Arena on the 31st, and I'm sure AEW is running at the Albert Hall. Jesus Christ, for a t-shirt company, that ain't bad. <laughs> I like it. How the fuck have they managed to book the Albert Hall? As I say, I thought it would have been like, because with the E being there not too long ago, it would have been one of those exclusive deals where you know you can only show us you know. oh, I do apologise no it's um, it's all out so that's it it's in Chicago oh. but there, there is an AEW oh. there's an AEW show at some point in like July or something um, but in terms of the like the that's on it over here it would be like usually like 1am but Trips is apparently not bothered about that because he's like oh well 
by the time like people will take over live here, so it'll be on at like seven eight yeah. o'clock, and in America it'll be like one or two in the afternoon depending where you are, right. and then and then they did they realize so like yeah people can well they'll be able to watch us and then they can watch AEW afterward. So that's no that's no problem. And then they looked at the tickets for New Japan and went, shit. Yeah. <laughs> but what he's also not realising is, if you listen to any of the American wrestling podcasts that cover wrestling, they don't talk about NXT UK. Full fucking stop. They do not really? talk about it. No. They do not talk about it. wonder why. Um, the ones I listen to don't even touch it. Interesting. And the reason being is there's no interest in it. As far as I'm aware, there is no interest in it. So, but to put that to you then, if you're saying there's no interest in like the the Yanks watching NXT UK, what if? Well, not no case of what if. When the next iteration of NXT pops up, whether it's going to be either Spain or Japan, I think looking at or Mexico. Would you watch an NXT Japan show? Um, well, I don't. Sure. I don't watch NXT UK, so. Mm. See, I used to watch every episode religiously, didn't I? At yeah. one point, um, it's not their fault that I'm not watching it. It's just a general lo- loss of interest in watching wrestling at this moment in time. But I do go through phases of that, and then the next thing you know, I'll watch everything with tights and boots. But. I don't know. It depends. It's more of... I think the 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 attraction to NXT UK for me is watching guys that I've seen in person making it to the big time. The likes of people like Ashton Smith and, you know, um, Mastiff and Leggero and yeah. people like... And uh, Viper making it up there. <laughs> and... Um, Succeeding, yes, yes, Bunkle. <laughs> yes, Bunkle. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, well, yeah, no, um, I, 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 I completely agree. To be fair, that is what originally intrigued me about it. It was, I get to see guys that I've seen live, that I've seen in person, wrestling on the big stage, and... Well, I just fucking love Pete Dunne. He's so good. Yeah, Pete Dunne's <laughs> amazing. You know... Well, now the, um, title, the title's off him. There's uh, every chance he can go move up. God fucking bit. God forbid it. I don't mind if he goes to NXT and, like, wins their title or something, you know, and he stays around, like, flitting between the two. I do not want to see him on the main roster. The, it, it is the kiss of death. Oh, I'm sorry to tell you, but I can see being the main roster by WrestleMania next year. No. 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 They won't do it. I can see it happening. No, he's uh, the NXT golden boy. Yeah. He is NXT UK. I think, I think they'll bring him in and have him do sporadic UK appearances, like when Raw's in, in the UK or SmackDown's in the UK. Yeah. They'll have him appear on American NXT and they'll have him appear on takeovers like when they did war games and he was in on whatever team. I don't think he'll ever make that main roster jump though. Oh, okay. I hope you're right. He's not suited for it. He's he's just not he'll go and they'll do 
it'll be within a couple of weeks. Oh, we've got nothing for you. Go back to NXT. It'll be the Wade Barrett, wouldn't he? Another yeah. Wade Barrett. Yeah, but the thing is, Wade Barrett was always six foot five. Yeah, Pete Dunne's five foot ten. Oh, yeah. He's not what Vince is. I mean, look at Ricochet. Yeah. Jobber. <laughs> Within weeks. Within weeks. Put, put in a pointless tag team. Yeah, well, even that, no, but like, well, are we talking about the Alistair Black tag team? Yeah. Well, again, okay. <clears throat> you say putting a pointless tag That came up for me, but that was good. Because it was, oh, look, there's a couple of NXT guys having a shot at the tag titles because the tag division's boring. And then they just dropped them out anyway. So it was that it was just like, oh, well, that was fucking pointless. Mm. And then this was like, oh, that was definitely fucking pointless. You know, I mean, look at the War Raiders. Got got called up, got given a stupid name, got given a new name. Oh, I've not been on TV for three weeks. Oh, 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 that was fucking, that was great then. That was well worth it. Yeah, they're a fucking waste. The just Viking experience. Just, just don't go to main <laughs> roster. Just don't. <laughs> if they ask you to go, refuse. Don't tell them no. I have no interest. Feck off. King experience. <laughs> it's such good shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, Alright, we've got some listener topics, I believe. I've got a couple more bits yet before we uh, oh, have you? dive in. So, um, of course, there's a. Uh, because discussing this will sort of segue into a topic I've got. So uh, I watched um, probably one more for Paul, if anything. I watched uh, Tournament and Survival this past weekend. Okay. Bit of, bit of GCW. Oh, yes. And, Never uh, heard of it. Yes, you have. Have I? Bloodsport. Meh. I watched one match. <laughs> you watched The Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan. Maybe. Mm. Yes. <laughs> so um on the the 4th of July this year they're having uh, another another event um probably this, this one may interest Bunkle it's GCW presents Backyard Wrestling yes <laughs> yes is the commissioner going to be there I really hope so all I know is there's going to be a trampoline Yes. yes. <laughs> can, light tubes. Can, can, <laughs> can we do a group viewing and watch it and do an actual review? I think we may have to. We're going to have to, aren't we? Yes. And as a warm-up, we can do the DVDs Coxie has. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Backyard Wrestling DVDs? Yes. That's oh, right, then, yeah. I am fucking yeah. yep. set, Paul, set Paul. today. Paul needs to see the epic battle. Yes. I've not seen any of these for the record. What? Part one. <laughs> I, I, I am intrigued and I don't need to see this. Yes, you do. You need to buy I the game on PS2. 
Don't be dissing that game. I'm not dissing it. I'm just saying you need to get it bought. <laughs> I'll look it up on eBay, see if I can find it. You can pull it for like 50p nowadays. Yeah, it'd be Shop. cheap as chips. I wouldn't be shocked. I'm um, able to venture into CEX to see if I can find it in there. <laughs> Make sure you get the first one, because the second one's naff. Yeah, yeah, uh, the second one's full of glitches. This is starting to sound very similar to Legends of Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, in a way, yeah. Yeah, I had the second one and thoroughly enjoyed that, though, one, to be fair. I love Legends of Wrestling. Yeah, that was the one with RVD in it, wasn't it? The second one, I think. Yeah. All three, all three of them had all three had the RVD and Sabu in. Ah, yeah. right, okay. Um, well, all I know is it had the, uh, the 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 game engine from the ECW games, so. Just for updated graphics, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but on the in mid September when they get back from Japan, they've got uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport Two. Ooh. Which I'm hoping is another has another Minoru Suzuki Josh Barnett conflict. Ooh. I'm hoping it does anyway. Ooh. Better. Yeah, there was trouser interest. <laughs> yeah, there was trouser twitchage there, wasn't there? <laughs> so, yeah, I felt some tingling in my penis. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, we're sort of getting back to like backyard wrestling. It's kind of a top topic. Fuck off, Uncle. Topic <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've had in mind for a while, and it's uh, it's something we discussed it watching some show. I can't even one of the pay-per-views we watched. I can't remember, but it's things that make you uncomfortable in wrestling that you've watched. Oh, right. So a match or something that's happened in a match or. Del Rio Ziggler. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Refresh my memory. It was um, the one where they did the concussion angle with the uh, oh. Ziggler, and it was where it was the it was like Ziggler was heel, and Del Rio was face. It was doing the gimmick where he was doing like the Mexican flags in the corners and things like that. If you remember, little tiny Mexican flags on top of the court turnbuckles and things like that. He was being that he was face. And they did the double switch that night. Yeah. And Ziggler was going in with a air quotation concussion. And he was world heavyweight champion. And it was for, obviously it was for the belt. And and Del Rio was constantly aiming and kicking Ziggler's head. Yeah. And yeah, I right. I just remember fucking... I know obviously you know you as a wrestling fan. You know, you know what it, what's really going on. But... You couldn't help just like your arse clinched every single time Ziggler went for that super kick. Not Ziggler, um, Del Rio oh, went, yeah. went, went, went. Just basically did any offence near his head and he was constantly kicking. And Del Rio has possibly got to be the best thigh slapper in the in the world. <laughs> so, it's, so it sounds like it legitimately connects. Mm. It's yeah. just, it is fucking sick. It's it, it's li- to be fair, there's not even really like a match to it. It's kind of like you can Ziggler comes out selling it, and you know what Ziggler's like at selling. And, yeah. And, and yeah, and Del Rio literally just goes straight to booting him in the head, and pretty much the whole match is just him booting him in the head. Yeah, and Cole, um, I'm not, I don't big Cole up very much, but he was yeah. brilliant in this match. It was, oh, it was gross. Uh, it felt gross. You know what yeah. I mean? 
you know, it, it's one that... he, it, it was when he still had AJ Lee on the outside of him as well, and she was getting like proper upset. She did a yeah. fucking good job, and it yeah, was she... like, oh, this is just wrong. Yeah, she was losing her shit, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, it was, oh, it was brutal, and it's like. It was one of them where, like, Cole is doing the, like, you know, why, why does he keep kicking out? Just, you know, and it... Yeah. Just stay down. Like, it must be, it must... Yeah, and, like, the you know, the... I can't remember who the other guy was, the colour guy. Might have been Matt Stryker. was like, it may have been, was but he was basically saying, look, it's just instinct. He's not, you know... It, if you think about it, you've trained this way for so many years. You train to kick out and want to kick out and carry on, and it's just instinct that he keeps doing it. And then Dario just like double boot him in the head. It's like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> like I think there's one spot in there where he kicks him and then he's not quite down and he fucking kicks him again. Yeah. And it's like, oh you sick fuck. <laughs> yeah. It was gross. The crowd was just like Bleh. Yeah. It, the crowd in the arena were like like Bleh. it was it was it was horrible. <laughs> it was fucking to this day I remember watching it live and my actual reaction at the time it was like oh man yeah I think I watched that one live as well yeah that was brutal it was fucking horrible yeah, yeah it was it was proper like pro, it was a proper arse clencher of a match yeah it wasn't it was it was not nice it really wasn't other than that I can't really think of anything um that's been uncomfortable per se. So um, I've got three, but I'm just waiting to hear Bunkles. Go on, Bunkle. Two words. Zach Gowan. Zach Gowan. Yeah, the, the guy with one leg. one-legged wrestler. Is this the guy that we called one leg Seth Rollins? No. 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 He basically... That's... Oh, go on. He, he was a... Uh... Back in what 2005? Something like that. He feuded with Lesnar in the end. Oh say. yes, yes, I know who we now. He basically murdered, got murdered by Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah. And it's not even so much the murder that was. I kind of understood that they had to get him off TV somehow, but it was like, I don't know. I, 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 it just didn't seem right the way that they did all of it. You know, like he, like he he climbed into the ring as a fan, and then it was like somebody tackled him and ended up pulling his leg off. And it was like, um, this isn't right. And then it was like, oh yeah, now he's a wrestler, and yeah, people just kick his leg out from under him and stuff. And it's like, mm, really. Uh, it was just uncomfortable. I just, yeah, no, it was just wrong. And then, of course, Lesnar killed him by F5-ing his leg into a post. Yeah, so, yeah. you're forgetting the uh, when he had a, an arm wrestle with Vinnie Mac. And Vinnie Mac was like, you beat me, you get a contract. And Vinnie kicked like, yeah, his fake leg it. out. Yeah. And he's like, oh, there's nothing like beating a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. It's like, yeah, you had to go there, didn't you, Vince? Like, yeah. It was just wrong. You just got visions of Vince possibly doing the one-legged Boston Crab and going for the wrong leg, haven't you? I think someone did do that at one point. It's fucking grim. Yeah. It was was that or something like an indie show. Someone went for like a figure four and then realised they couldn't get the other leg. 
<laughs> just yeah, it's not for me. <laughs> Sorry, it's not for me. It wasn't. It wasn't. It just wasn't. It wasn't even. It, to be fair, if they've done something well, then you can you can pull almost anything off. But when you do it poorly, and you have Vince lording just lording it over a disabled person, it's like, yeah, this has gone too far. This just isn't for me. <laughs> this is no. This is not right. You got go on, Coxie. You're you're to. Well, I've got this three. roulette of death. I've got three. We'll do one and come back. <laughs> Why well, have you got more? Well, Paul did take one. <laughs> I've got one more, I suppose. Uh, well, my first one. Uh, Rumble 99, Mick Foley, Rock, I quit my... Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Rock goes too far, clearly. Yeah, a little bit. Um, proper, like, stiff, unprotected chair shots. Yeah. And just, huh? nope. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Foley's got his hands tied behind his back. Oh, sorry, yeah. handcuffed yeah, that's not behind nice. his back. Yeah, it was just gross. But then when you watch it on Beyond the Mat, though, and you see his missus and kids are in the front row watching that and yeah, they have to go uh, up and leave. Uh, yeah, and they're getting upset. Um, yeah. Like, I, I, I think it was it Foley who wrote about it and said we'd agreed on five chair shots or something, and, it, and there was something like 17. Possibly, yeah. It's like, ooh... It's it's like I don't know. You never the only two people, the only person who knows if took advantage of him is the rap. He's the only person because we don't know if Foley said do it again, do it again, do it again. Yeah. Yeah. And Foley has admitted he doesn't know and and has basically no memory of that night. So you know, take it how you want, really. But yeah, that's that's a gross one. <laughs> yeah, that that was not fun. So yeah, Paul, your next one. The one I was thinking of was one I actually saw in person, and it's more of a hindsight sort of thing. Oh, go on. I think Coxie knows where I'm going with this one. AJ Lionheart. Correct. Oh yeah. yeah. AJ where well, yeah, Lionheart broke his neck in two places. Mm-hmm. After, after taking the after, after taking the styles clash wrong, yeah, yeah, and, and it's like we was I remember standing there, and it all like sort of, all of it sort of like happening where Des the ref was there and he's, you know, normally he's raising the the arm of the victor, but then you know yeah. clearly something's not right. He's like he's over the top of Ironheart, and he's waving someone over, and you're like oh oh this ain't good. This ain't mm. good. And then I think the the, the next thing we realise is fucking Chris Hero comes steaming past us, like sprinting past us to the bar to get ice. And right. um, yeah, it was just it was horrible. And then yeah, the, the next thing you know, you, you've got the ring announcer in tears, and then someone has to get the microphone off because she can't do the announcement. And asking everyone to leave. Right. 
It's like, oh God, it's that moment where we was leaving out. We didn't just leave out the main entrance. We had to leave through the fire escape. He just wanted everyone out. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, we're on the way home and on the way out and on the way home, we're like, what the fuck just happened? And it was the next day we found out he broke his neck. Now, we had an idea something bad had happened because um, our good friend, Mateus, um, was taking pictures on a, you know, the old-fashioned digital cameras that he used to... You still get them now, but you don't see many people using them because obviously mm-hmm. smartphones. And he was, he was having like a burst mode on his on his on his camera and he showed us like the image of him going down that we had we was facing like the side we was side on from the styles clash yeah so you could see his head go down and we saw him land like a picture of him like bending his neck <sighs> and it's yeah. Like, yeah it was like that's not good because we when we left we was like we're thinking it's probably is like he's been he's knocked out cold you know he's he's just yeah. not he's knocked out and he's you know he's in a bad way. Like I say, next day we didn't realize he actually had a fucking broken neck and he was literally a few millimeters from dying. Yeah. You know it was like yeah on the way home it was like yeah yeah we wouldn't. It was a we couldn't it's like we couldn't enjoy the show. It was sort of like obviously you know you just really witnessed a guy die. Yeah. You know yeah. it's like. It was a good show, but it's like, can we say it was a good show, sort of thing? And it's like, well, yeah. And it's like it was just, it's more of like a hindsight, really uncomfortable. There, you were no, you were there. He was wrestling right, literally inches in front of me, at one point with AJ Styles, and a proper. I remember getting proper into the match, and it's like mm, hindsight's twenty twenty, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. I, it's it's one of them, but yeah, he's um, better than ever. So thank fuck for that. But <laughs> at the time, it was um, scary times. Mm. One call, you any more? See, I've been thinking about it, and if you asked me a few hours ago, I probably would have had more. No, it's it's not it's not actually it's not cringeworthy. You know what I mean? I'm mm. I'm I'm kind of okay with it. I mean, the only thing that I could think of, but I didn't see it, was um, when they were doing Oklahoma in WWE. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, uh, it, it, you know, it's just it's just wrong, really. Um, you know, it, it, but again. It's one of those things, um, you know. I'm, I, I say I didn't see it, and other than that, I've not really got anything. I'm, you know, if I caught with something. I'll shout it out. <laughs> Coach, you said you had a couple more. Yeah. Uh, next one, JBL Adi Guerrero. That oh, match. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. It's the. It's the one where Eddie was a champion, Paul. Okay, this is, this is before I started watching it properly. J, J, Eddie, Eddie takes a chair shot that sticks his head literally under the ring bell table to Blade, but then yeah. leaves him, gives himself about a good two or three inch gash along his forehead. Yeah. Quite oh. deep. 
So he pulls his head out from under the table and he's sat on a chair and you just see his, his head just go and he's pissing yeah. blood. It's literally it's shoot, it's shooting out of his head like a little like spurting out. It's oh, it's gross. Yeah, that's definitely. oh, that's not fun. Yeah, you let your last one. Uh, well, there's, it was a toss-up because it was. I just remembered one enough. One Paul. There's a piece of real one I remember. But Paul uh, mentioned didn't, he mentioned piece of real, so it's job of memory. But there's one last night I was watching the show called The Wrestlers, which is like it's airing on Vice for next month. So I've acquired it by means. Um, there's a guy who's like going around like documenting different areas of wrestling. So like uh, the first episode is looking at Beyond Wrestling. Or Evolve, I think it was Evolve, because it was like Matt Riddle and stuff. Episode this week is looking at Joshi, it's like female wrestling, Japanese wrestling. And one of them, it's like, there was uh, two women who had like, pretty much end, like, end up in like a full-on like shoot brawl. But they were literally like knocking seven chains of shit out of each other, like broken noses and everything. Because it was just, it's quite disgusting watching it back, because like, it was some sort of personal feud that ended up going from being a, uh, a work into a full-on shoot. Mm. So, like, in terms of stiffing each other, like, and the pieces of view one, there's uh, one you were there for, Bunkle, was the piece of view Eve Weekender, and it was Trav T-Bone. Uh, I, I do remember this show. Um, Trav, oh! Uh, oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, I remember. I'll let you say it. So, for Paul and the listeners at home, there was Chris Travis and T-Bone in the match at Evoke, when he was Lava Ignite still. And there was a scene involved with uh, a spot with a belt shot, which is the old, as everyone said, the old plastic piece of view belt. And... He goes to take a shot off it from T-Bone. Either the belt catches him or he blades like a motherfucker. And he is, he's, he's done like an Eddie Grove, he's pissing blood. It's just everywhere. But Trav at the time, having like sort of longish hair, sort of flicks his hair back and it just like blood goes everywhere. And even a spot lands on my hand at one point. So I'm just sat there looking oh. at Bunker going, I think I'll try the blood on my hand. Like, what do I do? So I wait, like, Flutter, Flutter comes rushing out, going, finish it, finish it. And then, like, Trav's, like, determined to carry on and finish, like, have the full match. T-Bone's pretty much having to, like, hold him down at this point to, like, try and get him, like, uh, get the win, just so he can get him to the back and get him stitched up or whatever. And I just, like, it seems like, like the free hands ran to the toilet and start washing my hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I would have flicked it off (laughs) get some bread and soak it up just dipping it dipping his finger in it and die on his forehead (laughs) (laughs) oh god I was just thinking go out cringy stuff was possibly thinking like um, any promo involving Dana Brooke okay <laughs> that makes me cringe. There's there's two I thought of as fine bunkles not said. To be fair. 
It's probably because my memory is fucking terrible. And I drink a lot. Oh, 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 oh. That Callisto promo. Let's do a Lucha thing. Did that I don't this promo. It no. was it was a um did they like they do like uh, the draft picks? Oh yeah yeah yeah. And it was it was one that was on, like exclusive on the network because it had finished on the thing and I'd put it on. And he went to do with a, a, a Callisto had been drafted. And he yeah. was asking rap what you're gonna do. I was just gonna 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 go off and uh, I've got to do uh, a lucha thing and then ran off. And it's like... Oh, yeah, I remember seeing it somewhere. I think it's on, on YouTube. It's on Botchamania as well. It's like when British Bulldogs say, I'm going to win the Rumble, because I'm bizarre. Yeah. And he's carried on walking. <laughs> <laughs> That's on Botchamania somewhere. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. It was, it was fucking awful. Really bad. <laughs> Which made me think of something else the other day, actually. But I've got the, the, the other two, just quickly go over them. That I thought Bunker would have said was uh, first of all the mass transit incident. Oh yeah. Yeah, you see, yeah, that was cringeworthy. It, 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 but I know which one you're about to mention, and that one was cringeworthy. <laughs> Are you referencing New Jack Gypsy Joe? Yes, I am referencing <laughs> New Jack Gypsy Joe because that was fucking. That was hard. That was hard. Just watching this million-year-old man. <laughs> by a guy who's twice his size. I've not watched this. Oh, it's on oh, YouTube. It, it's on YouTube. Right, I'll get it watched tonight. I wouldn't. <laughs> no, uh, watch it. Watch it. Watch the whole. Watch the whole New Jack documentary. It's so worth it. Yeah, it's up on there for free. Yeah, right, I'll get it watched. I mean, I, I, I have a strong stomach anyway, so. Um. But there was... Am I watching myself? <laughs> something, that it, something that came to mind was uh, the idea of like, what if these these cut these promos and they've like they realise what they said afterward and be like, what the, did I really just fucking say that? Like with the whole like when Sid does the whole, um, oh what what are your thoughts? Like, well, is there any, any uh, oh let me start again. No, I can't. It's live, pal. But if anyone has any doubt, they're gonna get their answer tonight. <laughs> Or oh, is it for the skeptics, skeptics and skeptics and skeptics and let me do it again? No, it's live. <laughs> so, or oh, is it the other one? Where it's like I'm, you are half the man I am, and I have half the brain you do. Yeah. Like. <laughs> oh. You see, I don't think they're cringy. I think they're just funny. It's like. No, but I mean, it's not, like when, Steiner, not those... when Scott Steiner started doing the fucking trigonometry and all that shit. I don't oh, mean those yeah. been, I don't mean those been cringe for it. I just mean like if those like they do those moments and it's like, what did we realize that would blow? Did I really just say that? And then it's like, oh, surely we can do it again. Like, no, we we can't do it again. It's live. Like, you're stuck with that now forever. <laughs> <laughs> like people will think you're a fucking idiot. But also, they already do. <laughs> so. Um... I've got a segment on a debut before we jump into listener topics. Go on. Go on. It's something I thought up essentially called Wow or What the Fuck. Okay. Wow or What the Fuck, correct. Well, it's basically it's four topics I thought, well, four topics that I've legit 
they've either been rumoured or it's something that could have happened or it's been rumoured to have nearly happened. Um, or it's like a, an alternate reality. And literally all your reaction is, is just, wow, well, what the fuck? Okay. All okay, yeah, so, okay. so like, okay. So, first one. Austin, if Austin didn't break his neck, would it be, wow, well, wow. what the fuck? Wow, because he'd been around longer. Yeah. But at the same time... Oh, you're going too much into it. Yeah, <laughs> just wow then. Um, I don't know why I wrote this one down. What if Owen never fell? Wow. Wow, yeah. What if Dr. Death got that push at Brawl for All? What the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? And your last one. What if Val Venus became champ like one suggested at a pay-per-view? Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> wow! <laughs> yes! Imagine the penis jokes. <laughs> oh, this is like po- this is post um, right to censor Val Val Venus. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? Oh, yeah, then what the fuck? I mean, if that was, if that was attitude of Val Venus, attitude here of Val Venus, he would say, right, well, this um, this belt, I can't wear it around my waist, but I could use it as a cockering. For well, for the context of that, I think it was around. 2004, 2005, maybe 2006 or whatever, and it was when they sort of struggling for, like everyone was off injured and stuff, and there was like, they were short people for Fatal Four Way, and like, what if we put Val Venus and have him win? Like, why? Yeah, because like, he's, he's been with the company yeah. for ages. Like, yeah, but why? <laughs> why would he? Why would he win the belt? Like, he's never been main event before. Why would he be, be it now? Because it's Val Venus, like. Yeah, but neither. But neither was. Yeah, yeah. When neither was, but neither was Jinder Mahal, but he fucking won. True. Hey, go in the Jinder. Exactly. And uh, so moving on now, or you, you guys want a quick break or anything before we dive in, or? I'm straight in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. So we've got lots of topics. We've got quite a few actually as well. So, uh, first of all, Daz Troub, the Troubadour. Right, Hi. Son. Been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on the 24-7 title? It's... Concept is fucking brilliant. The belt is ugly as fuck. Um, in a word, comedy? Yeah, it's what it's going to be. It's basically going to be. It's, it's, the idea is to have it defended like the hardcore title. Well, what people are like, well, you can't do that. It's not hardcore. What people seem to realize, not realize, is hardcore belt nine times out of ten wasn't defended in a hardcore situation, especially under twenty four seven rules. It was more comedic and used as a prop. You know what I mean? Like for example, when somewhat I can't remember who it was, but they got pinned while they were asleep with one finger. Um things like that. Yeah. Things like that. They had, they, they had brawls in in, in in play areas and things like that. The, the best the best one I heard about that was uh Big Boss Man pinned Al Snow against the wall. Yes, yes he did, yeah. <laughs> he did and I saw it live. <laughs> but then it's like just um yeah I've got Super Showdown on the now in the background and it showed a recap of Jinder Mahal, like you said before, like Jinder Mahal won the belt, off, like beat he beat R Truth for the belt at the airport, and 
Our truth won it back on the plane by pinning a sleeping Jinder Mahal. Yes. <laughs> Which watching was actually quite funny. But that that's the point of it, though. I mean, Jinder Mahal's a two-time champion and has held it for a total of less than an hour. You know what I mean? It's a joke. It's uh, a, uh, at this a point joke. now, at this point now, like our truth is like something like an eight or nine-time twenty-four-seven champion. Da- like something daft. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's fucking brilliant. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Like I said, there was a segment I shared with Coxie. It was um when Matt Hardy was waiting in the car park for our truth. Yeah, he's having, I, I, he's I watched another, it. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? He's, he's like, he tells the referee, referee to procure our truth And he's having a go at the cameraman for giving his position away. <laughs> what does it... Matt, Matt, what? What does procure mean? Go and get him. Bring him here. All right, okay. <laughs> but I love it. I actually, like I said, the concept is fucking brilliant. It's just a shame about how the belt looks, but... It's, it's probably one. one of it's one of them. It's probably one of the better things that's happening at this moment in time. And the best thing about it is most of it's happening on fucking social media. Spud's been involved in it as well, like waiting for our truth and things like that. Yeah, so he'd take a picture of himself at the golf course waiting for it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it seems to be doing its job. Like I'm just like I've said, like Phil said, you guys in the group chat though. So like, I'm just waiting for like an inanimate object to win it or like a someone's like pet or something i'm waiting because obviously what was it our troop had an invite to the um what was it bray wyatt's um fun house thing i'm waiting for the fucking um the witch to pin <laughs> exactly yeah yeah so we shall see yeah we shall see but i think it's looking positive i'm quite i'm quite i'm probably in the minority i don't know but i quite enjoy the concept of it and i've seen all the stuff on social media regarding it and watching these certain videos and it's yeah it's fun it is a lot of well, fun they've they've started doing that to try and get as more of a boost for the the social media haven't they as well yeah trying it's to divert traffic towards that so so was it somebody somebody shared like a screenshot of like wwe's like most recent videos i was just like the average like a couple hundred thousand here and there and then the Jinder Mahal pinning our truth on the golf course was at four million. That's really ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It was like, yeah, okay, yeah, you know, from that point, from that standpoint, you can see it is doing its job. <laughs> so, but question I think is really how long, how long is it going to be around for? I can see it being around for a few years if it carries on at this rate. It's successful at this moment in time. It's a good thing for what for lower card guys to do if they can't get on the TV show. Fuck it, get them on social media, get them doing something, and get them, you know. If yeah. R Truth is, is perfect for someone like R Truth who's got natural comedic timing. I'm I'm partially more thinking the uh, because of the uh, Fox the Fox deal. Yeah, I, think but... it, I, I think they'll carry that on. Yeah. It, like, <laughs> I, like I say, it's mostly happening on social media. Fox don't really have any i would imagine it wouldn't have much say in the wwe online presence per se like their facebook and things like that in regards to that they, they won't have any say on that but it's uh if they're gonna have it like depending on raw and stuff because 
Fox wanting to go for more for a sport feel rather than an entertainment feel. Mm. So just keep it to social media and the network. I mean, it's one of those things. Like you say, it's at the end of the day, the idea is that we need to give the lower card guys something to do. And now Mm. they've got something to do. Um, You know, and if you think about it this way, more people seem to be interested in than they are in the world heavyweight title. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's bringing people to the product to watch it, maybe they'll check out Raw to see what happens with the belt. Maybe. But you'd be skimming through Raw to find a like couple of five-minute segments if you're looking. Yeah. 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 I, 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 it's, it's promise. It's too early to tell, though, as mm-hmm. well. So give it six months, see where we're at. Cool. So, moving on, uh, Thomas, why do we think Vince is of the opinion that Brock is a draw? Because he's the picture-perfect, sort of like, what he envisions as a successful wrestler, as in, like, the sculpt. If you were to sculpt, if you were going to ask him to sculpt a wrestler out of stone, it would mostly look like Brock Lesnar. Honestly, I think it's because Brock's proven he's still the highest ever drawer in the U- in UFC history. Uh, you know, and that and he wasn't a particularly good UFC fighter, mm. but, but, but he's still the highest draw. You know, drawing ever. Um, if I remember correctly, if not, he's only second behind Conor McGregor anyway. Um, he's. He doesn't have to be good on the mic because he's got Paul Heyman. Okay, he costs a lot of money, but people want to... It's it's kind of a proven thing that people want to watch him. Yeah, and he's, he's a big um, name in USC. He's a big name in WWE, so you tap into both markets. Yeah, and at the end of the day, he's a, he, he's a recluse. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It, you're not going to get him on social media and stuff, boosting your... Uh, you know, your watches or whatever, but he's, you know, people are gonna, people want to see him. It's, I don't know why, it just works. Yeah, it's just got a certain star power about him. Which, yeah. I'm not a fan of his, I'll be brutally honest with you, but it is what it is, you I, can see why. I, I liked early Brock Lesnar. Mm. Um, I enjoyed his time in UFC, I thought his fights were entertaining. Um, from what I saw of them, I watched UFC. We watched UFC 100 together with it, Uncle. Yes, we did. Yeah. And I think I watched UFC 92 before that because it was Brock Randy Couture, wasn't it? Yes. So, and both of those like were entertaining fights. I think I've seen all of his UFC fights, and he said they were all entertaining, um, except for the very last one. Yeah. But then he got busted for rides anyway, so. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, as they've said themselves, it's been on the dirt sheets. WWE have said it themselves before, I'm sure, somewhere, where it's, if they advertise Brock for a, a Raw or a SmackDown or something, ticket sales go up. So yeah. people are evidently wanting to, like you said before then, Bunker, like people are, pay, are wanting to pay to watch him, so. Mm. He's a distraction as well, because he he's not at every show, so. Yeah. 
But that's, he's not at every show. You don't see him walking down the street because he doesn't walk down the fucking street. He sits at home and goes hunting probably with his bare hands. You know what I mean? A five in moose. He goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, but that's what, you know, it, 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 you don't, you can't see him every day because he's not there every day. Mm. So... I think, yeah, I think it's because he is a draw. Yeah. Yeah, can't argue with that. Question answered. <laughs> um, so next up, Alan writes in and asks, face or heel and why? Ooh. See, I'd always say heel. Heels is easier. Heel is easier. I asked, well, I asked for context on this because of the fact it was just sort of a heel or face and why. And he said, well, to be, as in playing that role or even just watching a heel or a face, which do you prefer sort of thing or why? It's incredibly hard to make somebody like you. It's much easier to make somebody hate you. Mm. But it's, all, it's, 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 it's really hard to make someone detest you as well, though. Yeah. You know, it's like the best heels in the company, someone like Jake Roberts, people like that. Yeah. You know, uh, who else can we put into the mix there at the minute? Um, Daniel Bryan's a good heel. Yeah, um, Daniel Bryan's a good heel. You ask, but again, you ask most wrestlers and they'll want to work heel. Like Austin, uh, that's why they ended up with doing the turn you know, at, at 18, because he yeah. wanted to be a heel. Jericho. 17. 17, even. Yeah. Jericho is another one. Yeah. You know, I've always enjoyed watching, you know, good heels at work. I think that's part of the thing. You have to be, you can be the best wrestler in the world and you can have shit character work. Yeah. Like, I think it all comes down to character at the end of the day. Like, if you're, uh, trying to be a knobber and you're like yeah look at me do these moves and it's like but you're a good wrestler mm. yeah give give us a reason to hate you or whatever like yeah but that's it a heel like a heel nowadays probably gets cheered more than a baby face really yeah yeah you know what i mean because <laughs> of the demographic that you are you telling me that stone cold steve austin was a face because he assaulted people on a regular basis <laughs> Well, drank no, no. swore he... at officials. <laughs> no, no, uncle, he assaulted his boss on a regular basis. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know, yeah, Brent Pillman tried is... to shoot him with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Pillman's got a gun. <laughs> well, Austin's breaking into his fucking house. You know what I mean? Total face. Fucking yes. Just defended his bad boy. <laughs> Pillman exactly. 9 millimeter. Pillman's the heel in this. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, what was it? Who was it? Uh, Spro- or some like wrestle wrestle panel they had. It was Spoonie and Sean and Matthew. Yeah. And I think Spoonie was about this saying like, there was someone. He's like, they could do anything like, and they 
they've like they wouldn't the crowd wouldn't boo them. It's like I'm gonna get dead babies into the audience. Just go, yeah, we love you. Like yeah. I can't remember who it was for, but it's like the it's fucking were... Rick Flair. <laughs> Rick Is it Rick Flair. Flair. That's the sex path. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, the sexual deviance, and he still gets cheered. He's the face. You do that to me again. I'll make a woman out of you. It's okay because he said woo. <laughs> Yay. He's probably been iced like ten minutes beforehand. <laughs> I still remember. I still remember seeing the first time he did that. He said, "What? What's it mean? I've been iced." He's like, "It means you got to get down on one, on one knee and just chug that smell of ice." Like, okay. <laughs> uh, but then yeah. there's also like so, there's. Uh, I'm gonna say- I was gonna say there's there's sort of that heel in the style of like when you've got um the the Dudley Boys and ECW like just yeah. nuclear fucking heat. yeah 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 you got to appreciate that it's having you this do. it's having it's also what you got to appreciate anyone can go out and say you know it doesn't take much bravery to go out and say nice things to a fucking rabid crowd. You know, that it's like, right, we love you because you're amazing. You're fucking maniacs, and I love you for it. But it's to go out and call someone a faggot on the front row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And say all sorts and shit like, oh, God. It's... I, w- I was thinking about this this morning, actually, because I remember there was a. It's a one match. It's like the. It's Balls and Axel against the FBI and Danny Doring a Roadkill. And they come out and cut a promo. And uh, Balls and Axel come out. And this is like middle of Florida. And they say it looks like a homosexual dance party. <laughs> <laughs> but this is more, more more aimed at the guys in the ring. But even still, the crowd cheer. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Oh man! But yeah, I appreciate the bravery it takes for a heel to come out and say nasty shit about the crowd, knowing on the way out they could get fucking stabbed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's that, there's that other one I thought of today, and it was a uh, it's CM Punk, like um, it's something like indie promotion before he made it big, and he's he's talking, he's like. He's doing that sort of like he hasn't got a microphone, but he's he's talking loud loud enough so everyone can hear him. I've heard. I think and I've he's seen give, this. giving shit to some woman, and she's like, he's going, "What? What did you say?" And he sticks his hand in her face. And she, he's like, "You dumb bitch! I'm not even holding a microphone. What are you fucking stupid?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, but if if you think back on it, it was like. Um, there's people that's happened to where they've gone out for the crowd before and stuff like when it was like a heel was a heel because wrestling wrestling wasn't fake in them days yeah. and like they had to say to you like be careful you don't get knifed and stuff like what like yeah they'll knife you in the crowd now because they fucking hate you mm. right so I'm which I'm surprised didn't happen to the Dudley boys yeah I'm surprised they didn't get fucking lynched yeah um. So then, to follow up, Alan asks, most lethal finisher you've seen? Oh, this was hard. 
This is really hard. Ooh, now then. Now then. One of the best finishes I've ever seen in person. And it's not even a famous sort of wrestler. It's a guy called Ryan Hunter. And I've mentioned it to Cox in this move. And it was it, it was in a small like promotion FCW in Blackpool. Yeah. It lasted two shows and it was only on the second show. And he did what looked like he, he sort of did like a pump handle move up into a into a sit out power bomb. Nice. nice. While spinning. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's doable. It, it, it was fucking sick. And it was like, wow, that's impressive. And it looked like it legitimately killed the guy. And it was like, yeah, that was nice. But um, the move, one of the moves that it's not necessarily a finisher per se. Probably, I don't know. Probably it is actually. So I've always sort of been in envy of. Um, not envy, but I've always been in awe of like how it doesn't kill you sort of thing or cause you any more damage than it actually would do is Mastiff's Cannonball. Oh, in the corner. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's I've, good one. I've seen T-Bone get like cut hard way from that when he's hit his head on the turnbuckle. But, yeah, that's not nice. Um, trying to think myself now. It's really, really hard. The only one I can think of comes to mind is probably like the. It was in Japan, like a Japan, like a Japanese promotion back in like the what's the late nineties. It was like the someone did like, like a hangman's driver. Okay. It's based on lifting up into like a, like a almost like a tombstone, mm. but right. they they face out, and it's like okay. they get, basically it drops on the back of the, the the head and neck. No, I think it was like a hangman's DDT. They called it or something at the time. They got they got banned from a lot of promotions mm. because of how dangerous yeah. it was. Um. The brain buster on the turbuckle is actually quite a nasty one that El Generico used to do. Yeah. Yeah. That was nasty. Yeah. But yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. I don't think there is. So, Everything's so safe nowadays as well when you think about it. Like, you know, it, it look. I don't want to say it looks safe because you still believe that it's a finishing move, don't you? Oh, but, yeah. A move that legitimately looks like it kills you. I don't know. Maybe the uh, when when Goldberg hits a fucking spear, picture perfect back in the WCW days. Maybe. Well, speaking of Goldberg, I just watched him pretty much do a fucking brain buster to the Undertaker because he looks like he couldn't get him up for the jackhammer. So it was a brain buster. It ended up looking that way. Ooh. Nice. I'm glad I'm really that... not watching that. Yeah, I'm glad. Because I expected it to be garbage. Um, yeah, they kind of they kind of died out a little bit. I would, I would say, I don't know. 
chasing the dragons always look cool. It's sort of like a it's sort of like a brain buster with a kick, isn't it? Oh, the red dragon finisher. Yeah, chasing the dragon. Uh, well, me and Bunker said before we're all gonna go for like solo finishers. Mm. Yeah. Because if like, because if you're talking like lethal finishers, like the obvious one, the 3D, because yeah, barely anyone ever kicked out of it. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, there was that. I mean, I was thinking like, you know, any kind of you know spike pile driver, you know, if you go yeah. into stuff, you know, that was all. <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of your one of your moves, Bunkle, the package power driver. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my moves are safe. It's a, mm. it's a game for a reason. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, same. Pile, well, pile drivers are probably the one of the worst. Fucking imagine Jerry Lawler. Trying to pick you up for a power driver, that'd be fucking scary. Imagine <laughs> well, picking up for a heart, halfway through the power driver and having a heart attack halfway through. Fucking drop you on your head. Hmm. No more Jerry Lawler paralysis. <laughs> Bunkles is thinking like worth it. <laughs> I'll, I will sacrifice for the cause. Yeah. <laughs> Take one for the team. <laughs> um, so, next topic uh, Gary writes in Best mustache in wrestling. Tyler Bate. Yeah, agreed. That was easy. I was going to say Scott Dawson from Revival. Oh. Uh, I don't think he's quite as good. No, no. He hasn't got the he hasn't got the twirl ability, has it? As the well, it, it's fit, greasy, and full of porn. Full of porn. Are we saying best mustache currently in wrestling? Because the, I suppose the true answer is actually Rick Rude. Yeah, I was I was wondering this, but I don't know. There's no sort of you just said best mustache in wrestling, so the true answer is Rick Rude. The current answer is Tyler Bate. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, and, I uh, Matt, Matt writes in, is NXT UK the start of the end for UK regional promotions? If you're not affiliated with WWE, you're fucking struggling. You see, I was thinking about this, and I was thinking quite, quite long about this, because I agree, and I agree that you probably are struggling if you're not affiliated with WWE, but there's always going to be people who want to be wrestlers. Mm. And they're not all going to be good, but there is always going to be one or two who are. And people will pay to see a good wrestler. Yeah. yeah. People always get forgotten and always have to come up through the indies. Just, just because that seems to be some the way that it goes. It might be different now. You've got the, you know, the performance center over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, it's just I, I just can't see that it'll like providing you know what you've got and you know not to try and overextend yourself five star. You can be successful. You just have to mm. know what you've got and not try and do too much. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I mean, how did these talents start? 
You know what I mean? These guys that are getting yeah. to the NXT UK. You well, started in training schools. You're going to have all, all it's going to all it's going to mean is your your quality of training at training schools has got to increase to yeah. get that level of talent into it, so you can got an in depth roster yeah. of homegrown talent. You can't rely on imports so much anymore because all the imports are now getting tied into contracts. If it's not WWE now, it's AEW. Yeah. And if it's even weirder, if in the UK it's WOS, and that's if they're willing to let them that talent work for different companies. And if they do, for the likes of companies like Preston City Wrestling, they might not let them go on shows that are going to be televised, for example, or on pay-per-view. Yeah, that is the quandary nowadays, uh, especially with like NXT UK performers, like they're tied into a contract where they're not allowed to prepare on the televised show. Mm. Which yeah. fucks up, which like for example, it fucks up a lot of people who used to rely on that talent that would come over and work for, for example, Uha when he was at PCW he was at near enough at all he was at all the big shows. Yeah, yeah, he, all the big shows he was there, and then they got signed, and that were it. Never appeared again apart from one or one off, but that was for, I think it was through special dispensation, wasn't it? From yeah, they, they had a, a deal. I think it was there was something to do with the rumor. The rumor I heard was um, they were going to let them run the ballroom, not the ballroom, the 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 circus, in return for getting in return for the Marinuha, or there was something. There was something about the way that. I don't know what went on behind closed door. That was the the rumor I heard. It was a case of let us run Blackpool and we'll you, we'll we'll do, give you some returns. I want Uha on the show, mm. sort of thing. Um, but I don't know the full details myself properly or anything, so couldn't tell dec- you. I'll be honest with you. That's a decent bit of dealage. Yeah. He was because he was a draw for PCW. So well, I've I know. I think for, from what I've been told by Flutter himself, they have an exclusivity agreement with the Tower, where if anyone else wants to run a show there, they have to pay Flutter X amount of money. Yeah. Which is probably why WOS didn't run in the circus, he had to run in the ballroom instead. Mm. Even if they, had to, or they would have to do something to get in the ballroom, because they can't get the Empress. No. So... But there's over big venues in Blackpool, so <laughs> which is why I'm all behind the big idea of a stadium being built in the UK, in Blackpool, purpose built for events such as that and concerts, mm. like there's something like the NBA, maybe not as big, not so some stupid fucking open air thing that like we've got at the minute, which is like, oh, we'll close half the fucking town off so we can have Elton John. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, that's a good bit of business, that. Um, as for struggling, like I say, it's a case of, like, you can't get names in to draw. These guys are now getting signed up left, right and centre. But at the same time, it means more wrestlers are in the top-line jobs and getting paid. Yeah. Well, this so is the it, thing. It's, these guys are going away, they get, they're making the money, and they're going to be worth, as RVD wanted, they're going to be worth more elsewhere. And all that sort of thing. But then yeah. they're also these guys are coming back and they're opening their own schools or they're they're 
they're even coming back and working certain companies that they've got permission to work or whatever. And they're putting money into a company. Is that right? Do people are paying them paying that company to go and see them? Yeah. Yeah. And so you see you're seeing new talent that way as well, so Yeah, it's it I thought that's what I mean, providing you're not providing you don't try and overstretch yourself, you can be successful. Yeah, it's There's no always way. gonna be talent. Yeah, it's no, it's no, it's no, it's knowing your audience as well. It's not worth spending five, six, seven hundred, seven thousand pound on getting the talent over for one show if your audience is only like two hundred people. You know what I mean? Work with, the, with yeah. what you've got. Work well, with local talent and build a show around that. There's that, and as I think we we were chatting, I think last week at some point, Paul, and you're on about going going back to PCW. Mm. On a bit after because you said oh, yeah, live yeah. wrestling, but then it's that. That sort of thing of like, got paying to go to Preston. So if the two of us got the train, let's say, say twelve quid return. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get there, we're gonna get food somewhere. That's like another say, we drink say a tenner each. Yeah. So that's, and then you've got your t- your ticket on top of that. to stand up for three hours is fifteen quid. Mm. And then you've got a so if you're buying drinks in there, that could be another ten twenty quid. It's a mortgage in that fucking place, so they're drinking. So, for, for a night, you spent 50 quid getting getting to and from press and going to the show and that. We paid 15 quid and we had NXT in our, on our doorstep. Yeah. Or you, yeah. Can pay, yeah. You, can pay, you can pay four quid and see PCW in the tower in the tower circus and have a seat. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Like, so... You know, it's one of them, like, I wouldn't go and pay 15 quid to go and stand nowadays, especially getting older. Yeah. I can't stand I can't stand up for as long anymore and just sort of willingly watch and enjoy wrestling. I'm going, fuck my back hurts, or fuck my leg hurts. Or yeah. Uh, I mean, but, but I used right. to first, when I first used to go, I could be, you know, I was 27, young whippersnapper that I was, and <laughs> it, it was it was fine. I could stand there. I would go for the, more, I'd do the whole fucking weekend. I'd go... The Friday show, come home, come all the way back to Blackpool, go back to Preston, mm-hmm. get there for around about 11 o'clock for the 12 o'clock hangover show, stay there for that show, hang about, maybe listen to the Q&A while I'm there, because that came in free with general tickets, and then just hang back while the um, meet and greet was on. And then just stick around and just, and that would be the whole day. I'd be there in the boat from about half eleven, right through till about nine well, o'clock. <laughs> well, it depends when the show finishes. Sometimes it went on till like half past ten. Well, if it was a Saturday, they tried to get it wrapped up for like nine half past nine, didn't they? Could really get the yeah. broke open as a club, but they um, yeah, it used to be the same, but them days are long gone now. Yeah, absolutely. I can't do it now. Old age has kicked in. Bad knees, bad back. So, but really uh, agree. Yeah, <laughs> give me give me a seat any day, and if it's around the if it's around the corner, I'm all yeah. I'm, I'm I'm open for that. Yeah, yeah, we've, yeah we've, I completely agree. We've Shaker Maker a two minute walk away. Exactly. Hell Shaker Maker. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shaker Maker's up the road. Um. So moving on next, we've got uh. Christ writes in. Hey, hello, Christ. He said, uh, 
First question: funniest match of all time. Um, the one, one of the probably the best ones that of recent memory was Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I don't get it. You need the goggles, Bunkle. You need, yeah, you need goggles. My eyes, goggles. I... Fair enough. That's what you need. You need the goggles. Yeah, he does. He needs the goggles. But it was fucking amazing what they did in that match. <laughs> How they got it so that <laughs> it's a table. Don't, don't spoil it. It's a table. It's oh, a table. Oh, I've not told him how it's done, but you need to see it. I'm not going to spoil it, but you need to see it. I have seen it. Oh, the table spot. He watched it with us. Yeah. All right. I've seen it. I just don't get it. Oh, God. Another good one. Funny enough, it did involve another invisible man. It was uh, the one that we saw in person at the circus. Joe Janela, yeah. Joe Janela versus the invisible (laughs) man. Where he did one of the standout moments for me in that match is when Joe Janela threw the invisible man off the top of the circus. (laughs) And had an actual child cry because he thought the invisible man got seriously injured. But... (laughs) All right, go on then, Bunker. What's your funniest moment, funniest match? Um, <laughs> if you could see Bunker's face now. Okay, the epic battle. Oh, backyard wrestling. Yes. I thought you'd gone for like Austin Booker T. You mean the one in? Well, that wasn't really a match, was it? Well, I, I'm. It's a segment. It's the segment, not a match. You said match. Oh, um, can I include anything involving Madman Manson? Yeah. 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 Anything with Madman well, Manson. The, the, the one Madman Manson match that stands out for me is him and Bubblegum at the well, the Christmas shows. It was the Nigel McGuinness Christmas show, but it was like the, after, the early show. And... Uh, we're sat front row for it, and it's like there's a city game on. And it's like, come on, kick off in ten minutes. And you go, right, shit, yeah, we better go. And there's a whole bit like they're going through where Madman Manson has been like, like proper in, indie indie hate kick. Yeah. So he he's doing everything as indefined as he can. Like, and he's, there's a bit, bit he throws Joey out, uh, he throws Bubblegum out, and he shouts the back of that. Like, Sorry, Joey, I took all your stuff. You've got nothing left. <laughs> and then proceeds to try and like Hadouk and Bubblegum yeah. and then just runs towards him screaming Dragon Gate <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a good one <laughs> this is a whole bit of Dragon Gate there was a bit oh, I think was it his last ever match where he was sat on the back of another wrestler and he was wrestling was it team single? That was it was the afternoon show of that that night, yeah. Yeah, um, Dave Ray, wasn't he, it? it was he great. makes he makes uh, Rampage break character. Yeah. And Rampage is known for sort of saying straight face and that, but Rampage pissed himself laughing. He did, did he do a fucking, <laughs> he did a fucking did, drive-by, didn't he? Did a drive-by at Madman Two Pack. <laughs> Sat, sat, I think he, he was sat on Dave Rain's back, wasn't he? And did it? It was Dave Rain or T Bone or something like somewhere I can't remember who it was, but. 
Yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, he was. I think uh, Tebow was pissing himself for a, not Tebow. Um, Rampers was pissing himself for a good couple of minutes. Solid. Yeah. Nice. Um, another match that stands out for me was. Fuck, what was it? Just gone. Oh, it was a uh, ACH and. Uh, What's it called? Uh, Cedric Alexander. Oh yeah. And it's the no loud noises match. Cause it's the Hangover show, and they're both rough. <laughs> they're both rough as anything. <laughs> and the, the, even the crowd is going no loud noises. Yeah. I, oh. And they're getting like <laughs> they go out the ring and Des counts like one. And they go right. No, Des. Goes, Two. Get back. <laughs> Come on, get back in the ring. <laughs> And they're oh. even like trying to—they're even trying to like chop each other quietly and stuff. <laughs> I've got one in similar vein to that. It was um, Red Dragon. Yeah. They were in a, they were in a multi-man. It was a six-man tag, and um, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly obviously coming out. Bobby Fish comes out. He's fresh as a daisy. Kyle O'Reilly, on the other hand, looks—I think he had a bit of a rough night drinking the night before. I think I saw, if it's the same show I'm thinking of, I saw him walking and he looked like he was hanging out of his own arse. Yeah. So. <laughs> and um, it was there was he was fall, it was like he was falling asleep on the turnbuckle in the corner. <laughs> and I thought it was that bad the chant was uh, the chant was like wakey wakey Kyle wakey Kyle wakey wakey Kyle. And uh, <laughs> I think someone actually gave him a can of Red Bull. <laughs> 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 and he tagged in and um, instantly tagged straight out. <laughs> Fuck's sake. But yeah, um, was, that was funny. There's there's fucking god, there's if anything to watch funny matches, you need to watch just like watch like Chikara. Mm. Um for hu- in terms of like humour and because I went to like the King of Trios weekend in twenty 2016? Upped it. Yeah, so, we no, it's, one, of them, one of them. 2017. One, one of them. One of them. You, you, I know you loved it, so. Yeah. yeah. So. And uh, following on, Christ asks, Christ asks, asks, uh, asks even, he sent, he sent Aquarian, should the <laughs> Invisible Man get signed to NXT? Yes, because it's got to be better than Dana Brooke. <laughs> What was Dana Brooke hatred from you tonight? Well, just fucking shit. <laughs> why? Why should the go to? So when you when you can when you can make Alicia Fox look like a wrestling god, a goddess, <laughs> goddess. Because all the the only thing that Alicia Fox can do with any competency is a fucking fisherman suplex. You know that's you know that's it. I'll be honest with you, the one thing she can do. Oh, the one thing that she can do is um is like she 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 has got the, the, the greatest fisherman suplex in the whole in the whole business. Wait, you just said Alicia Fox is the greatest fisherman suplex in the business. She has it. 
I don't believe you. <laughs> it's one. Of, if it's not, if it's not the best, it's one of the best. But it's the only thing that she can competently do. If she could just get away with doing fish, fisherman suplexes all day, every day, she'd probably be women's champion and never be beaten. <laughs> to be fair, I'm trying to think if I've seen her do a fisherman suplex. I've do it, but she, she, she went and botched. So. Yeah, yeah, it's usually quickly followed by a botch or precedes a botch, you know what I mean? Or what the botch comes before it. But she did do one on the Evolution pay-per-view. So if you want to look at that, I'll look it up on there. I have seen that pay-per-view. I'll have to try and remind myself. Yeah. That was that... the match where they had zero chance of winning. Yeah, and she fucked up. She bo- she botched the end of the match. But yes. before then... Yes, um... she did. <laughs> When she dived in much too late and the referee had to stop counting. But um, um, when she did the suplex, she goes right onto the end of her toes. Right, right. It looks fucking beautiful. But, um, yeah, like I say, it's the only thing I've noticed that she can do. But it's one thing more than what Dana Brooke can do. So I have to say, Dana Brooke must be like Vince McMahon's wet dream. Oh, yeah. She's... Blonde, she's a bodybuilder, and she's. Sh- <laughs> you know what? Like, why are you still around? Yeah, you know why, don't you? Jesus Christ. Well, yeah. Yeah. She's just saying, right? You want <clears throat> give her all the give it go give her all the body augmentation. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> Bigger heavyweight champion, but she hasn't got a penis. Give her one. <laughs> well, she 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 got to introduce. What if I just walked back to? <laughs> Vince McMahon's uh, obsession with Dana Brooke. Um, well, there has to be some reason she still has a job. Just saying, it, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> she must have a great personality. Ah. <laughs> Yeah. So um, there's uh, going back to like the funny, funniest match. I just realised there's two I've just thought of. One of them was the both took Taylor, but one of them was in Chikara, and it's him against an opponent I can't remember. And Chuck Taylor's playing the heel, but it's a, a whole bit. He keeps like either he's getting like overpowered or out out wrestled or something. And at one point he gets, he literally stops the match, looks at the ref and goes, "Ref, he pulled my hair." No, he didn't. Ref, he pulled my tights. No, he didn't. Ref, tell him to stop beating me. <laughs> <laughs> and the second one, it's a a match. He's somewhere in Japan, and he's got to take on like this. Brick shit house, like a Masato Tanaka style, like looking bodied guy, and he, he goes and chops the guy. No reaction. This makes the guy mad. He just goes, "Oh God, I am so sorry." <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay, I just thought the most lethal finisher. Go on. Oh. Mike Awesome Powerbomb. Oh. Oh, now then. <laughs> there we go. Off the top. 
off the top. Uh, from anywhere. From yeah. oh, anywhere. It's just like, fuck you. <laughs> Good luck. Oh. <laughs> yeah. it, it basically, it's the, it's the quote from Rocky Ford. It, as soon as he lets go, goes, goes, if he dies, he dies. Yeah, <laughs> that was probably Mike Horsum's training. He yeah. that on repeat, going, if he dies, he dies. He's just sort of there, powerbombing a fucking doll. <laughs> Works his way through to like a little indie talent, just fucking like Spider-Man just launches him constantly. <laughs> Go, goes to Japan, just like, fuck it, little Japanese guy, off you go. <laughs> Dude, oh, just, just chucking Japanese people like lawn darts. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, well, it's not really a funny match, though, is it, really? I just fought the Baywatch spot, but... Oh, yeah. That that oh. moment, though, that moment. That, that moment. moment, yeah. That that and the fact... The point where Masato Tano goes shoulder tackle him, he just like, bounces off him, and Michael Orson audibly shouts, Get off me, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so next up, Graham writes in, or should I say Nigel, writes in, how should we, how would we fix Raw and SmackDown? By getting it off air. <laughs> Honestly, <clears throat> fuck off the brand split. Yeah. Fuck it off. You don't need it. I cut an hour off Raw because I don't need it. Agreed. Um... And unify everything. Yeah, unify everything. So, and then I fire Charlotte Flair because I don't need to see you in wrestling matches anymore. I don't need you in my title picture. Fuck off. Go get better and then come back later when people are interested again. And though people have probably hate it, I put the belt on Reigns. Because that's the only way I can see it drawing again. If I'm honest. Mm. He's in movies now. Mm. Okay. With the grand scheme, when you think about it, as well, people complain about Reigns being the main event and stuff, what have you. In grand scheme, thing, he's not had the belt often. No. Was well, a quote John Cena said the other day in like an interview where he's like, I don't, he said, it's, I think, something like, paraphrasing, but it's like, something like, the WWE's hit a point where there's going to be, they're not going to base it on anymore on just one guy, because they can't. Right. So, that's probably why they've sort of kept it off reins, I think, in a way. Because mm. they don't want him to, yeah. yeah, yes, he's like the face to come in with, but he's not going to be the carrier like Cena was. Like, Cena was like the fucking brand ambassador, wasn't he, essentially? Yeah. So, I don't think they're going to go down that route again. I just think he's. I don't like his promos, but you can solve that by giving him a manager if you really want to. And he's good enough to have a decent match with almost anyone, and he's not wrestled a lot of people. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, or either that or I've missed it. But I think, yeah. you know, him and Balor would be interesting, him and AJ Styles would be interesting. You know, it'd be something that I hadn't seen. Yeah. You know, him and, you know, 
I just think this. I don't like Seth Rollins. I don't really get face Seth Rollins. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't seem to work. At the same time, you get heel John Seth Rollins and the Alex thing. Oh, it's John. John. Again, Seth Rollins. Just don't talk. <laughs> I'd bring managers back. I'd have wins and losses mean something. I'd have actual stables of guys. Mm. See what I would also add to Feature the back. Feature tag I'll, teams. To, to do a full-on Jericho here. You know you know where wins and losses do matter, though, Uncle? AEW. Yeah. And I'm willing to give it a chance. I've got it... I, I'm, as soon as I know it, the, the weekly product's starting, it's getting set to record, and I will start to watch wrestling again. I'll yeah. do it. Would you keep the eight, the twenty four seven title? Yeah. Yeah. It's something for the low. At the end of the day, everybody needs to be working towards something, and you could storyboard it so that you know who doesn't like who. You could set up feuds between for for belts when it matters or working towards belts. Yeah. Well, tell you what I would do is like say you'd obviously get rid of the brand split, you unify everything. See so what you what I wouldn't do I would do as well. I would not have any belt defended on TV. Yeah, completely. I mm-hmm. I, I would not have any belt defended on TV. But I would introduce a new belt that would be, and it's literally going to be a TV title belt. And the other, yeah. there's going to be sort of, for me there would be a restriction to that where you couldn't be a world champion. Yeah. It would basically be a boys belt. Yeah. You know, it's like, if you've had the World Championship at any point in time, you're not eligible for this belt. It's designed that way, so that way you can get a newer talent. Say, for example, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, someone who was shit-hot coming out of NXT. There you go, there you go. Alistair Black. Yeah. For example. You could stick a belt on them, a singles belt, see how they handle themselves with a singles belt, but not have the pressure of going, right, well, they've got to deliver it a pay-per-view. Yeah. You know, they could have these matches. And it gives, if you know for a fact this TV belt has to be defended every single week. Yeah, yeah. Either, on Raw, either on Raw or on SmackDown, it's got to be defended at least once every every seven days. It'll give you the reason to tune in as well. Yeah, yeah. As well as, ah, the, like 24/7, as, well as the 24-7 stuff going on as well. Plus yeah. then you can concentrate on the fact that the shows are building to your shows where you want people to throw money at you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the problem is they treat the pay-per-views like just extended versions of Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, there's only one, except, there's only one exception to that. It's Money in the Bank. Yeah. Money in the Bank, you can still cash in on the show, they, on the weekly shows. But other than that, any other title defense is like, oh, I must have a rematch. Right, well, you can wait four weeks to the next pay-per-view. Yeah. And then we can build and make a decent match out of it so you get two decent matches yeah. rather than a shitty rehash of the match you've just paid to watch. Exactly. And also, you can also do the wins and losses while also building towards these matches as yeah. well. So. Yeah, because yeah, it's like if you wanted to, it, it, yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. Because I mean, you think about it this way: say you have a, <clears throat> I don't know, say you have your singles match, stomping ground or whatever for the title, champion retains, right? Well, or, or say champion loses, 
champion wants a rematch, right, it's in four weeks. But sometime in that po- at a point in those four weeks, the former champion loses, you can turn it into a triple threat. And you've, added, and you've added another dynamic to this feud that can then carry on going after that. Yeah. So you can keep working it like that and keep rolling. <clears throat> yeah. And the TV title thing makes so much sense <clears throat> when you talk about it because you've had fewer belts anyway because you've unified everything. Mm. You can give your IC belt to the, the best current work, so to speak, if you want, like they used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guarantee you're always going to get a decent match out of this guy, and it's kind of like, well, now we'll know if the challenger is going to be world title level or not, so to speak. And then, yeah, the TV title is like making people into the company and making them seem important on the main show. Yeah, that's a really good idea. That's just the way I've always, I thought I thought of that for years. It's something that's like it just makes a ton of sense. It, you know, in theory, you could actually just like keep the tape right and just say, right, well, the US belt's going to be the one that gets defended. But it's the principle behind it is still the same. It doesn't matter what the belt's called. Yeah. As long as yeah. you have something there to reward up and coming talent that isn't yeah. like, and you could like you could use it as a test bed as yeah. well. So it, it, it's like, okay, it's all well and good you're being an NXT champion or something like that when you're performing in front of 300 people at full sale. When you're doing week in, week out, carrying a belt, you've got to come across as a champion, speak like a champion, behave like a champion, and wrestle like a champion. Yeah. And the easiest way of doing that is bedding them in in a championship where there's no pressure on going, right, you've got to perform at a pay-per-view. Show us what you can do, and then maybe further down the line we'll move you up. Yeah, no, completely agree. And if you if you fall way on the wayward side, then there we go, Jobba City. Here we come. Yeah, Jobba City. You can go and start fighting for the twenty four seven title and rebuild yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's the way. Cool. That's the way I would do it. Like you say, shave an hour off off some, off Raw and. Every other change, what as well as you said, but also I do think we need a bus flip as well. Any talent that's stagnated, not been anything with them meaningful for the past year, get them the fuck out of the company. Yeah, you need to cut. Yeah, because the Russians guys might have great ideas, and but they can go try those ideas out elsewhere, and then they can come back. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, but the pig is though you're not going to get that now because it's going to be yeah. Like I say not going to do that now though because AEW is going to be shit scared of people going to AEW now thanks to fucking people like Dean Ambrose. So well, they're going to be tight. They're going to grasp them. There's a report I read today somewhere. I don't know how verified this is or how true it is, but something I read. But apparently WWE are now chasing NXT talent to sign up to five-year contracts. Jesus. And that is to tie them in to stop them going to place. Yeah. So if they they extend the contracts from NXT, it will be a five-year minimum. Right. Fair enough. So, it's one of them. Now, what would I do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'd 
the problem now with them having such the depth of talent they've got, you can't really scrap that third hour. This is why you need a bus split. Yeah, that's why I was saying you get rid of some guys. Well, if we're going sort of current products, like with the depth of roster we have, I'd keep the third hour. Unless you're going to fuck everyone off and have a, like a a boss flip and sort of then, yeah, drop it to a second hour. But then I'd probably cut pay-per-views down from 12 to 12 or 14, whatever you have now, to like eight. I'd almost not want to do eight. I'd want to do six. Possibly six, but then I'd have specials as well. So I'd bring back like Saturday Night's Main Event or Clash of Champions or whatever they're going for. Yeah, yeah, Something yeah. like that. So you got spe- you got specials in between. Um, otherwise, if there's not going to be a special, more time to build up. I'd bring in the TV title, like Paul said. But I'd have, I'd probably have the world title defending maybe once on TV. Once a month or once a year? Probably like once a month or just on like the special the special one-offs. So if you right. do like six, you drop it to six pay-per-views, I'd have like the, it might get defended on the side of the main event, but then the IC, it might not, so the IC title would headline or the US title would headline or whatever. Yeah. Um, bring back, tag, make well, make tag team wrestling important again. I'll say if you're sticking with your third hour of Raw, maybe you turn the third hour into the tag team, like, showcase almost. I wouldn't even go that far. You know, you're talking about having um, t- TV specials. Maybe just have a tag team special, a show dedicated to tag team wrestling. <laughs> maybe once every so often, you're like, here's a tournament that was set up. There's his eight teams that are here wrestling for a chance to be number one contenders at the next pay-per-view. Like the Dusty Classic. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, but I wouldn't dedicate an hour because you'd need variety with wrestling. You couldn't have two hours of singles and have a tag. Yeah, yeah, tag. I know, I know what you mean, but that's uh, what I mean. What I'm saying is you can use the extra hour throughout the show to try and get some more tag team wrestling out there. Or you go with a case of like, if you go with three hours, each hour has a main event. Right, yeah. Like, yeah, I suppose low card, mid card, actual main event. Something like that, or you ha- but at least every hour there's a belt is defended. Hmm. But at least have a belt, a belt defense close the show. Hmm. Yeah, I just, I just worry that if you're having a belt defense every hour, hmm. it's going to be. How do you build the story of the guys getting there? And not only that, how would you persuade people to pay the, buy the pay-per-view? Because you think, right, well, the belt's being defended on the pay-per-view. Oh, well, there's four rows between now and then, and it's going to be defended four times before the next pay-per-view. So why do I need to see the pay-per-view? I'll just catch it and find out. And then I'll watch four defense. I'll get to see four defenses for free anyway. Yeah. I think you know what you're doing. You're trying to make you're trying to get people not to switch off because well, well that's what you want. That's what you want to do, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because so. what the what the problem is they've got at the minute is people are watching. Well, if if 
people are watching Raw, they're definitely turning off for the third hour because it doesn't mm. make any difference. Which is why they tried to put Enzo on in the third hour, which didn't work. Nope. You see, the problem with mine and Bunkle's way of doing things is um, we're relying on decent story writing, decent yeah. booking. Whereas you're going, right, we have a spectacle here. We've got an attraction. We've got this belt here. We've got this belt here. We've got this belt here. Which, in a way, I suppose, short term, would be an easier sell. It's like, yeah. right, we've got, we've, got, we've got this belt's being defended. Something could happen. We've got this belt here. This could happen. Whereas our Mine and Bunkle's version would be more like, it would be more of a slow burn. And yeah. it'd be a harder sell, but I think once if you got that writing team in and you got the decent booking and you got it going and it started going, that momentum may be slow to begin with, but as obviously word of mouth and people's opinions spread, that momentum would pick up and it would pick up and it would pick up. And I personally think mine, I think mine and Bunkles possibly would have a more longevity but i think instantly for instant success i think cox's version would work any any plan that you'd have to implement would take would take a a literal overhauling of the writing and creative team and it would also you couldn't you couldn't just do it in a week's programming it'd take a build-up about it'd take Possibly months or whatever, to, or even up to a year to get it to where, where you yeah. want it to be, yeah. and you'd probably start seeing changes. Um, it's a difficult one to say, really. Like, yeah. But... I mean, whoever ends up trying to fix it's got a fucking job on. <laughs> you know, it's going to be trips, isn't it? And if if it's not fucking dead, or like seriously hemorrhaging not only subscribers but viewers he's gonna have a a seriously hard time getting them back yeah but problem is you've got Vinnie Mac has still has final say and everything now well that's what I mean I'm talking about when Vince either is basically forced to give up the reins because of the XFL or Drops dead because of the XFL. Mm. Sooner rather than later, hopefully. Because, I mean, the, I don't know. It, the XFL is going to take up a lot of his time, hopefully. Hopefully. But there's... I think it's coming the end of this year, though. I mean, there's going to be pressure from Fox and that to get ratings. This is why they want Raw to be aiming more towards a sports show rather than an entertainment show like it currently is now. Like, one of the past weeks of episode of Raw, they had all of, like, four minutes of wrestling or eight minutes of wrestling or something in, like, the first hour. And that yeah, was it. I read that. Mm. It was, like, over 40 minutes before before the first match, and then it was a Shane McMahon squash match. Yeah. Yeah, that does not Fire, make me Fireball, watch. Fireball mud flap. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And our final listener topic question comes to us from Joe. 
Oh, hello, Joe. So, best indie show we've been to, and why? Ooh. See, I don't have much choice in this. Um... I was stuck between picking something that was actually good or something that was funny. Um, I it was for me the third show of the Wrestling World Championships by PCW Beyond Wrestling, CZW. There was another firm, XWXW. Yeah. And yeah, that was fucking phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. We got the finals were um, Dave Mastiff versus Jern Simmons. And how Jern Simmons hasn't been signed, I don't know. And um, it was AR Fox versus Bubblegum. And there was not... I've still not watched this weekend yet. I need to watch it. Yeah, I'm not seeing this show. I went to the whole thing live. It was fucking fantastic. Not one shit, especially on the last show, not one shit show. And I've always said that my favourite show up until that point was, I know Darren will get a kick out of this saying that it's too good to be too. That was my favourite show of all time. It was also my first one that I went to, but it genuinely was great. It was fantastic. But that show was better than that. It was fucking fantastic. Absolutely unbelievable. Mm. Uncle, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still trying to decide. The problem is, <clears throat> I've not, I've not been to see as much indie wrestling as you guys. Like I've seen, I saw PCW right at the beginning. It's in a bit of future shock, and that's pretty much it. And I drank heavily at. Almost all of them. <laughs> um, honestly, it was probably the first show I ever went to, which was the very first PCW show. And it's not necessarily because the show was like, the show wasn't spectacular. It wasn't like the best show ever because it was the first time they'd ever run one. But that was my first venture into indie wrestling. That was like, you know, especially live. Mm. It was my first venture into British wrestling at all. And yeah, I fucking loved it. And that made me want to go back again and again. And yeah, it's. Yeah, there's nothing quite like that first show, is there? Do you know what I mean? There were, yeah. there were, you know, uh, even even though it wasn't perfect, even though there wasn't like, you know, the I didn't know who Chris Chavis was when he showed up. And he was a heel. And then the next show, he was a face. And I didn't, you know, <laughs> I had no idea what to expect from Madman Manson and Dave Rain in a match. But he was fucking hilarious. And Dave Rain was amazing. <laughs> and, yeah, it's just... Yeah, that's, that's got to be it. <laughs> yeah. Was that, was, that, yeah, was that your choice for yeah. good or was that choice for funny? That was my choice for good because it was that feeling type of thing. It was that, you know, you never... You, holy shit, why have I not been doing this all my life? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, but I think it was trying to watch British wrestling before that was essentially like going on a mission to the other side of the country. Yeah. For from hearing things from other people, which was pretty much a lot of it was disappointment. So. Yeah, well, maybe it was, but you know what I mean. It's, maybe it was rose tinted glasses type of thing then. <laughs> but it, just to me, it was holy shit! Why haven't I been doing this? Mm. Yeah. So what um, was your what was your funny pick? <laughs> My funny pick was <laughs> it. It wasn't so much for the show. It was well, there's a couple of moments. But it was the first time, it was the um, the first white-collar wrestling you did, Coxie, when I was stood with Paul. Right. Fucking gold. Yes. <laughs> yes. Never laughed so much in my life. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. <laughs> that was, that was when I was being a full-blown dickhead, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. It was fucking brilliant. <laughs> I think uh, I, I think I broke the guy, didn't I? He was doing the rock star gimmick. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, quite I actually, nice. I, yeah, I think I broke him. <laughs> yes. He was not happy, was he? No, but that was that was fucking brilliant. Fair yeah. I probably shouldn't have asked now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Just for the record, I do apologise if you do end up getting the eye of Sauron down the webcam and I cast is on in front of the computer, so. <laughs> so, for myself, I'm trying to think of... There's two that come to mind. Um, the first one's PCW. And mm-hmm. it's, it, it, it's for humour, but it's mainly because of Bunkle. <laughs> And it's it was I don't know if you'll know of her, Paul. It was the girl who was on Don't Tell the Bride. No female female wrestler. This is the one with the big nose. Yeah. Yes. And um, it was like bubblegum against like Greg Burridge or something. And she she comes running out like to throw bubblegum in his handbag. But when she does it, she runs full pelt into the ring post. Oh, no. And Bunker watched it. All of her was allowed. <laughs> and it was him. <laughs> and I was like, what? It's like, she just ran full pelt into the ring post. And I'm pretty sure it's actually on the DVD as well. You see it. You see it. But then she throws his bag to Bubblegum. Bubblegum catches it, smacks the guy with it, and ends like going down for the free. But then so he's got all the bag. The guy's got all the bag. He's climbing out the ring. Bunkle stands up, grabs all of it off him, opens it, and then goes, there's nothing in it. <laughs> <laughs> Looking really pissed off. He's coming back from the bar. And I was like, what's up with you? He's like, there was nothing in the bag. I was like. <laughs> there should have been, been a fucking breeze blocking it. Yeah, it's like, how do you explain to a man who's mid to late 20s about, about, the, about wrestling being fake? <laughs> a very drunk man, I might add. <laughs> they should have at least gimmicked it. Come on. It was just about, like, you opened it, so nothing in it. 
Oh, dear me. Uh, so there's that one. Um, oh, there was another one with uh, another funny moment from Peace of View. It was Dave Ray Nolson at commentary. Which me and Bunker were at a show for, and there's yeah. a woman woman sat on the front row near us, shouting, shut up, Dave. And he literally stopped the commentary and goes, I mean, one moment, folks. He goes, shut your mouth, slag! <laughs> <laughs> that literally screams it. Yeah. <laughs> I need to see this. Um, I need to see this. But in terms of, like, a, for a show, well... See, I can't really pick one. Oh. But I kind of had to lean towards Jakara, the King of Trios weekender. Mm. Mainly for the final. British Strong Style versus Sendai Girls. Okay. Fucking incredible. I've never seen a crowd that, like an indie crowd that hot before for a match, and it was just it's like fucking amazing I need to get this watched yeah I don't think I've seen the final I think I've seen one match from that weekend or a couple of matches or part of it but I may have shown you bits of it I can't remember uh, uh, maybe, maybe I'm thinking something else I'm thinking of Mike Quackenbush and um, Jolly Kid. Uh, yes oh that's from the previous show I went to in Manchester Oh right, okay. Um, that was the year before, but then they had a they had a rematch at this weekend of it well on the second show, on show right. two, so which was also very good, phenomenal, it's worth checking yeah. out. That's one of the best matches I remember actually thinking about with Johnny Kidd, and that was Johnny Kidd versus Noam Dar in a World of Sport Rules match. Ah and yes, was, I remember. It was fucking amazing, wasn't it? It was some. Bunker's looking for you. It was the November Super Show with Liger. I, I, I think I would... You didn't go. I didn't go, no, but I think I've seen that match. Yes, you have, because I've shown it, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was like, <laughs> it was like velvet, wasn't it? It was that smooth. It's, it's the point for me where it's... Um, Noam no Dar's got Johnny Kidd's leg, legs locked, and he's stood there. I'll show you how I get out of this. And he goes, nip, 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 and just walks out of it. Yeah. And no, no one was like, ah, writing that one down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the Quack and Bush Johnny Kid matches are our world of sport rules, but they're actually done with the round system as well. Oh, okay. Which makes them gives them that extra bit of like thingy credibility, added, added rules and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're both like even like. Um, Mike's Mike's promo before it is uh, phenomenal in terms of like a um, controlling a mic and stuff and emotion in a promo is fucking like brilliant. So well worth checking out. We're gonna have to do so. So so there we go. That's uh, all the the questions. We got through them all. Uh, Woo. So, um, anything left for our gents? No, I'm just very tired, but it's been enjoyable, as per usual. That's what we like to hear. Indeed.
So, um, I suppose it's on to the plugs. Indeed. You want to go first, Bunkle? If you've enjoyed hearing my voice as much as I enjoy loving it. Oh, dear. Oh, that's it. That's what you get for seeing Kayfabe. Bastard. Oh, I think that's the first time I've seen him muck it up. Um, to be fair, this is actually like the second time I've mucked up in three weeks. This is not good. Oh, dear. If you've enjoyed hearing my voice as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on the Gunpowder Treason No Prop podcast, where I replace my role as the Dragonborn Paladin Rogar, and currently a very strange character called Dick Fate, who likes to talk about Dick a lot. <laughs> and also, maybe one day, you can find me in the Red Scar Cafe on Red Scar Business Estate in Preston, Lancashire, the UK. Europe for now. The world. Keep going, not finished. The universe. <laughs> yes, I suppose I better do mine, haven't I? But yes, you can find me on the... The cat's muted you. Fucking cat muted me. <laughs> so yes... See, I, I can't really, I can't really uh, take the piss out of you for mucking up your plugs now, can I? Um, but yeah, uh, you can find me on the RAD Live podcast. You could um, find us on all the places where you can find good podcasts at places like. Uh, see, I'm fucking my plugs up now as well. But yeah, you can find us on Stitcher, Spreaker, iTunes, all them lovely places. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, you, uh, just search for us as a UK RAD podcast. And we're on Twitter as well, just at, uh, at UKRD Podcast. And of course, you can find the Lost Art of Wrestling on Facebook, on Twitter at LAOW Podcast. You can find us on the Stitchers, the Spreakers, the Spotify's, the Podcoins, the Cast Boxes. Where else can they find us? Um, Podbean. Yeah, we're on yeah. there. Uh, Spotify, you said that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. We're on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and of course, you can find our main podcast, The Lost Art of Podcasting, on all the same places. Uh, we're on Instagram as well, at Lost Art of Podcasting. We do follow back. Ah. And you can also find our new Spotify playlist called Lost Art Listens. Just find the link on our podcast on our Facebook podcast page. We update it every week. It's stuff we've listened to or stuff we think you should listen to. Such as Name your song, Bunkle. Dennis Leary's asshole. <laughs> oh, I'll do. <laughs> I'm hastily looking for what I gave you. Uh I gave you lots. Luigi's song. Oh, Luigi's Ballad uh, by Starbomb. Yes. Um, I te- if you've noticed, if you go through a lot of these um, playlists, I tend to have a weird eccentric taste for metal and comedy. So. Well, then you've got Bunkle, who goes from Alice in Chains' Man in the Box to... Uh, but to Montel Jordan, this is how we do it. Yes. <laughs> 
Why not? Some Saints Row, why not? <laughs> I can't remember that one. So, um, I don't know if there's anything else to add. Yeah, I think we're good. I think we're good. Except my cat's an asshole. His cat's an asshole. Uncle's an asshole. Cheers. It's, it's fine because you're an asshole. And you're damn proud of it. <laughs> He's not I drive in. really slow in the ultra fast lane. <laughs> I use public toilets and I piss on the seat. <laughs> I walk around in the summer time saying, how about this heat? <laughs> you know you're really an asshole. <laughs> Just shut up and end the podcast, Coxie. <laughs> Oh there, you're such a dick. In fact, you're such an asshole. Now speaking of assholes, this is a podcast where we ask who better than Canyon? 